Hi. Hi. Episode 100. Oh, my God. Hey. Guys, if I didn't know any better, uh, I would think that something big is going to happen. Hi, Kat. Hi. Kat's here with us. You have to be here with us. It is if you couldn't understand what we were just saying. Episode 100. No. It's episode fucking 100. It's episode 100. We are... A week late on recording because I had a COVID exposure, but I am negative. Everyone at this table is negative. Tests yes. were done today. So yes. we can also really... see friends tomorrow. Like, I am testing every week. I'm directing a show. Taylor's mm. going to be testing every week for a show. Yep. We are going to be so fucking safe. We and are we doing our best. Literally drove me through Walgreens <laughs> like two hours before we started. Yep. <laughs> and to get and you then, tested. And like, helped tested. me open the fucking swab. Because she so was trying to rip ass. the plastic rather than pull it. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, this shit. Yeah. I, I also, I at home tested. I have to say I felt much like a scientist this morning at 515. <laughs> it is really. Booming. Yeah. It's also like really empowering, though to yeah. like do your own test and yeah and do be your own the, swab and then test it yeah. yeah be the arbiter of your own fate yeah like, it's ooh, pretty nice ooh, i don't want that on me <laughs> i don't know i like it i like I it a little bit myself. i feel no i feel i felt good i was like fuck yeah i know i'm negative because of a thing i did because an app told me how to do it <laughs> and now it's time for episode 100 I'm you guys so happy we have a few fun things to do tonight because we were going to be recording on christmas eve we were so i was like yeah let's do like a present exchange because it's episode 100 and then we'll do a naughty and nice drink and a shot yeah so i made the nice drink and And taylor brought a naughty drink and i smelled it and it took me back to college it smells like malort but sweet that's fucking exactly what we're talking about here. Thank you so much. It smells um, like a Polish. So the thing is, I love Polish. I actually brought two kind of naughty drinks. I the for that one is truly awful. That is awful. Um, and then Emily has created in it's mugs she custom yes. got. Um, but it's a pearlescent skull, and it's got a sour punch in it. Sour punch. Can we try that right now? Yes. Oh, that's yummy. Mm. It is sour. I like that. Oh, it's like, what if Kool-Aid was just a little bit naughty? Yeah. Yeah. And this is 100% going to probably really help in washing away my shot, which mm. is uh, Campari. So I've been talking you about... fucking dick. I've been talking about Campari for a while because it's just Italian Malort and nobody <laughs> nobody wants to talk about I'm it. I'm sorry. But I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what you're smelling. You're... <laughs> You're exactly right. It Ooh. is malort, but sweet. It's so gross. And you're going to do a shot of it, and so am I. This is why Italians are bullied. <laughs> People be making real drinks out of this, and I will never understand it. It's truly horrific. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Sink it. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Okay. Well, it went down better than Malort. But it has that same wormwoody flavor. It's got the same flavor with some extra sweetness. I wouldn't... I fucking hate it. I wouldn't <sighs> choose it, but I wouldn't turn it down. Interesting. It's like you know? if you took a Polish <laughs> and then you topped it off with a little Malort. I mean, not no. I think... <laughs> this is why people okay. bully Italians, though. I do think that th- there is a way. There is a way to make it palatable by putting it in a drink with a million other things, basically, and then it's just kind of this to weird. Bury it. Yeah, it's so a weird. It's not there. It's a weird bitter note, I think, and that's it. And it's all it should be. 
Um, my dad made these when we were in Italy or like Aperol spritzers, except he made like a Campari version. Aperol is just a better version of Campari. Your it's just for babies. Famously Italian. Famously an Italian man knew what he was doing. <laughs> Nobody in the family would drink it but him. He made like a pitcher and no one touched it. It smelled like Campari. <laughs> so we were like, no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> so I've been obsessed with that horrible drink that everyone oh, pretends hey. is good forever. <laughs> Thank you. Can I um can I slightly make up for it by showing you what my second drink is that we can have later? Yeah. There you go. Take a look. Take a cat if you want to. This is the Warheads Extreme Sour Hard Seltzer. I... <laughs> it's a seltzer. Yes, it is. They make Taylor. a sour ale and a seltzer. Taylor, can I ask a very quick question? Yeah, BB. With all of the seriousness in the world. Yeah. So. What was the moment in your in your like life? What was the moment that just like absolutely broke you enough to be like this warhead hard seltzer water was a good idea? Who hurt me is what you're asking. I mean, I don't want to go into your trauma, but I do want the answer. You know what Um, I mean? I did. I okay. I was the kid on the playground who ate nine of those to prove I was tough. Anyone be mad that I watermelon? No, go for it. Which one did you choose, Emily? Blue raspberry. It's the only warhead that I. Do we want to leave that one for the second half? Yeah. Yeah. For after the harp? Yeah. Okay. I love it. Oh, should we do presents? We should do presents. Okay. So, listeners. (laughs) We did our naughty and nice drinks. Now we've got actual presents for each other. I have a, I have to put a disclaimer on mine. Yes. For you, because uh-huh. we were going to record on the 24th, and I yes. cursed us by getting the date on it, so. so I just... almost stepped on it, too. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> almost. but I almost did. <laughs> I want you, you to you open your... You almost stepped on the other thing. Oh. Okay. I want you to open your big one first, please. Okay. And then, Kat, we have a present for you. Aww. We do, yes. That's Our sometimes co-host... Start crying. Should I we just do it at the same time? The One, two, three. And oh. ladies and gentlemen, they are off to the races, except they are being incredibly slow about this. I know I feel really silly doing a radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Emily Excellent. made it very easy for me. Yeah, she made it like I bundled it. I yeah. made it look sonically horrifying, but it wasn't. Okay, uh, what I have here, oh my god, dude, is the yeah. complete book of sauces. For Ooh. anyone who doesn't know, Taylor loves sauce. I sauce fucking bay. love a sauce, ho. <laughs> Thank and you. And so, so does much. her husband, yeah. who makes sauces, and one of them was very good. Yes, he is a pretty good like pink sauce maker, you yeah. know, like the sauce they have at all fast food places. He can recreate that, but Whoa. it's better. It's so fucking good. Is it just because good. he likes buffalo everything? Aww. Maybe, but he just puts everything that's in our condiment part of our fridge yeah. together and it fucking rules awesome. <laughs> every time. Thank you so much for this, by the way. I'm going to make the shit out some sauces. <laughs> Emily, make what is that? fucking chutney. <laughs> <laughs> what did you... I got a rescue emergency escape tool and flashlight. This is Hell yeah. great. It's got a hazard light, a glass breaker, LED flashlight, seatbelt cutter, Whoa. and it came with batteries. I we, am so set. We Dude. have talked about many people who have needed to use things like that to get out of their cars, and now you have one. Yeah. It's got a light on it. You'll never be stranded. You'll never be trapped in a sink and feed. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to go live in my car. Yeah. It looks like a doctor who, like... It does. It or looks maybe a companion. It looks really point. sci-fi yeah, for yeah, sure. I'm into it. And now I really want to go break a window. No, I want to Emily, no. <laughs> I want to break a window this <laughs> and cut a seatbelt. Yeah. Like that sounds awesome. Nope. I'm trying Again, to decide nope. if there's a seatbelt in my car that never gets nope. used. <laughs> no. If I am the voice of reason, we have gone downhill fast. Okay, okay. Is this, this the Etsy gift? Yeah. 
and I saw it, and it's tied to a story so that you good. told. <laughs> specifically, <laughs> I'm so happy, <laughs> Emily. You also got a mug. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> so this is a fucking awesome mug. It says God Squatching. <laughs> it says God Squatching. It's got Sasquatch on it. It's some mountains and shit. Oh my god, Emily, it really does have the date. Yeah. It really does. It says, uh, yeah. oh, episode 100, 12, 24, 21. The date you gone yeah. squatch. <laughs> that date went squatching. Oh. Okay. But you know what? That's the most 2021 thing I've ever heard yeah. is that you plan for a date. Right. And it, and it just got go. fucked by COVID. This is the best. I'm going to drink my fucking coffee out of this every yeah. goddamn yeah, day. I'm so happy. <laughs> gone squatching is so funny to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I also got you a mug. This is great. I can believe it. Emily was like, I have the I... perfect gift for Taylor. Send me the link. And I went, yes. I truly <laughs> think this is is also like this is also perfect i really hope you like it it's not as funny oh, as gone you know i've always wanted one of these <laughs> it's a creature cup Whoa, yes what's that what's the creature in the middle emily Let's see hold on <laughs> so a creature cup has a creature an animal in the middle of it that becomes unveiled when you drink more it's of the drink a fucking bear! it's a fucking bear <laughs> Sometimes there's a bear, Emily. <laughs> Sometimes you're drinking your oh, coffee. Oh, so There's a bear. <laughs> now I have something to masturbate in front of. <laughs> Finally, I'm free. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ. What does that imply? What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> We have only begun. Oh my Sorry, god. That was fucking amazing. Oh, it's that was so, so cute. good. I really thought it was cute and mostly just I thought it was funny bear. that a bear appears. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Kat, you need to open yours cuz then there was something else mm -hmm. in Taylor's that you yes. also then need to gone. We all have it comes with warnings. Is it the tissue paper? Thank you, guys. All right, Hell so yeah. yours is a two-parter as well. Is this a what we do in the shadows keychain? <laughs> you don't understand what we do in the shadows is the reason why emily and i survived the fucking pandemic that's yeah. so legit <laughs> that's so understandable dude oh. <laughs> it was a nice thing on wednesdays for me to come out for my lunch and we watch yeah. the newest app i love that that's so nice Escape now i am hell. a wizard <laughs> we drank the drug blood and now, now i am a wizard, wizard. <laughs> don't see uh it's a it's a bunch of charms and there's the tiniest nandor with the pylon oh, yeah. oh that's so <laughs> cute cone, yeah so yeah just I take off it. the protective plastic and then the other part oh, is a gift we all have yes we now have all gotten these because they were there were three of them and it's the a back. personal alarm <laughs> With a panic button and an LED light. Yes. So it and goes on your keys. There's no pull-off thing. So it's active, as I learned when I was grabbing cats. Are you for real? <laughs> I didn't set it off. It? Don't. It's so loud. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't set it off, but I did turn on the flashlight, and it's very bright. This button on the side, and it's rechargeable. Oh, yeah. And if you push it again, it oh, flashes. Fuck. Sorry. I it's a flashlight. She said it's very bright. Oh, and it does... Ooh. 
and it flashes when you click the button. So this is to walk with. Yep. And then it's got a recharging port on the side with a cord, a cord in the box. And then this SOS button in the middle, mm -hmm. I believe you have to push it twice. Don't oh, test it. No. Yeah. And also, if you pull this out that the keychain piece it also will activate the alarm so you don't even have to push the button yeah Sorry. mainly it's we like just like 130 decibels oh my god 130 to 160 so it's loud as fuck basically we want you to be found if anything yes. happens to Listen, you if anyone needs this it's me and yeah. i really appreciate it our good friend cat for those who don't know walks everywhere i do walk everywhere so a i don't know safety. how to drive b i got long legs they gotta take me somewhere right uh i love you that okay very much Thank you, Kat, for joining us in so many episodes. I was going to go through and count how many apps you've been on. I forgot to do that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's been like eight or so, or like yeah. 10 or it's been a lot of apps. I haven't lately. So I'm glad that you guys invited yeah. me for the 100th. Well, it's we not had... just because I live with Emily. It's not just because of that. <laughs> we had we had to have our sometimes co-host. Yeah. Thank for you. For the 100th app. Yeah. Of course. Thank you very much. I'm honored and flattered. So we have stories, as we always do, and Kat also has a story yeah. for us. I have a baby story. Oh, a God. little baby story. Baby. <laughs> I love that. I don't know how we want to do this. We didn't do our most, like, our most recent episode was not of the same type of thing. I do will say. remember who went first last, I don't, last time? I don't. <laughs> okay, we on. could go by that. We could go by, you know. Do you how how do you feel about yours being an ender versus a, how sad is it, Em? Uh, no, I'm sorry. So I'm not an expert, but I have been. If I can put on my fucking head, I've been here for a while, and I feel like you ask this every single time. And Emily goes, oh, "It's pretty sad. Pretty fucking, <laughs> it's pretty fucking sad. It's not happy." All I will say is, uh, mine is. Uh, sad in the parts of it, but it is it is uh, uplifting at the end. Mine is not uplifting at the end. Mine is very doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's great. I am <laughs> fucking shocked. Uh, a very happy episode 100. I tell a very uplifting story. So maybe I should go first. <laughs> I would love if you went we first. Gotta, we gotta get a light at the end of the tunnel, folks. <laughs> there is no light at the end of this particular tunnel. That's, I'm afraid of the tunnel the way I was afraid of the tunnel in Willy Wonka. Yeah. That's the same. <laughs> Too bad, so sad. Welcome oh, to regale us, Emily. You get comfy. Spin a yarn, young minstrel. <laughs> you don't want this yarn. Oh. It's covered in blood. Oh, Episode God. 100! <laughs> I'm just gonna like drop <laughs> every time someone says episode 100. So this has been a milestone, five years in the making, <sighs> and a milestone deserves a big story. Oh Jesus! I'd like to quote? start with a quote. Yeah, I knew it. Fucking knew it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Big stop. I realize I will always be the poster child for police brutality. Oh shit. But I can try to use that as a positive force for healing and restraint. Hey, good for this person already. Um, I'm afraid for them. So, oh God. <laughs> let's, you know, go back in time. No. We're going out to the West Coast. We're hanging out in California. Oh, sushi. Our favorite state. Our favorite fucking Avocados state. everywhere. Talk about LAPD and its relationship oh, what, what with did, people of color. What year does this take place in LA? Specifically from the 90s. Emily, no. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. You know, the 90s <laughs> to today. Yeah. 
as they're in the news again mm-hmm. for the murder of Valentina Orellana Peralta, know, who's so the sad. 14-year-old who unfortunately was shot in the department store dressing room and died in her mother's arms Ooh, yeah. by a stray bullet from the LAPD. Now, They've been doing great for many a decade. No, they haven't. <laughs> anyway, it was sarcasm. Her... <laughs> Her death was just one of five killings by the LAPD in a nine-day period this month. Are you kidding me? I didn't know that. What? Yeah. They've done a very good job burying that if you don't live out there. Wow. Oh, my God. Yes. So this year, LAPD killed more than double the number of civilians in 2020. You know, you know, you know how 2020, no one was really outside. There wasn't really anybody for us to shoot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why Uh their numbers were low. Mm Mm-hmm. Making up for it now. Great. Yeah. So it's unclear what exactly is driving the increase, but activists are stating that LAPD officers have been emboldened to use lethal force in careless and unwanted ways after seeing their colleagues face little, if any, repercussions. That's fair. For literally decades. Many a riot. Many a riot. (laughs) Specifically the Watts riot. Yeah. And then the LA riot, which we will get to. Great. Sick. It's yeah. just like an expose on the LAPD. Or is it one story? How worried I mean, do I mean, either way, we're fucked. How afraid do I need to be? Yeah, I just need to gauge my fear. <laughs> She's not going to tell us. Sick. <laughs> so, <clears throat> in 2021, LAPD has shot 38 people, killing 18 of them, according to the LA Times. Jesus Christ. In 2020, they shot 27 people, but only killed seven of them. Oh, and oh, then only seven. in 2019, they shot 26 people but killed 12. Other controversies inc- involving the LAPD in 2021 included officers detonating seized fireworks in South LA, destroying that. part of a neighborhood and 22 residential properties, Jesus. officers allegedly purchasing stolen guns, officers accused of falsely labeling civilians as gang members, officers not wearing masks in violation of COVID policies but facing no discipline. The department promoting inaccurate data about its traffic stops and re- and revelations about the agency's use of surveillance technology, prompting a rebuke from Facebook. The pandemic, <laughs> LAPD, when everyone, like all the police forces were like, yeah, we're changing. We're not going to do murders. We're so great. <laughs> okay. They also murders. were like, hey, yeah, we're, you know what? We're going to start sending mental health professionals to respond to certain calls. And expand our de-escalation training and community programs to build relationships and restore trust. That'd be great. That would literally be great. They should be doing. If it's how that happened, is it how that happened, Em? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm shocked. Fuck, I'm so shocked. (laughs) Uh, A quote from Albert Corrado, whose sister Melly was killed by LAPD in 2018. In shooting similar with the 14-year-old that died. Melly was working as a manager at a Trader Joe's store when an officer fired at a suspect and killed her instead. We uh, should always be firing when there are bystanders around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really Fl- blindly. Mm-hmm. Firing blindly. Great. That's like... That's, like, that's how you... Ki- that's literally that's how you kill someone. Yes. Shit Sunday. You know what I mean? Anyway, so a quote from the brother. Albert. We've been at this moment many times in L.A. across the country and across the country. Every few months, we say we're so sorry for this person and LAPD needs to be reined in Mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. After Mally's death, they didn't change a damn thing. 
all these people are dead and we've yet to do anything really substantial in a way that is going to be meaningful for the victims. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Good He's for exactly him. right. 100%. We know police in California are a hot mess. Have been. 100%. Mildly. I mean, literally, <laughs> again, decades? Decades. <laughs> it took the assassination of a presidential candidate mm-hmm. in their state for them to even put together a major crimes unit because they looked stupid talking to the press when nobody knew what was going on. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, when Robert Kennedy was murdered in L.A. And, like, the person they had talking to the press wasn't part of the team that was working on the murder. (laughs) So he had no information and he didn't know what was going on. So that wasn't great. The gr- the biggest understatement oh, maybe ever. I sincerely hope that audio caught because that was me choking I'm on my drink. Sure it did. Yeah. But Nuts. once we get into the nineties, we're coming off of the Reagan administration. Kirk Cobain is which there. Kirk Cobain is dead. <laughs> Everyone thinks Courtney Love did it. Well, Poor Courtney. <laughs> I still was... don't have an opinion on that because I, I, you know, we had the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. Oh. Gosh. Reagan was ignoring that. Mm-hmm. And then the Bush administration ignored that. So with the also explosion of cocaine and crack cocaine from the 80s into the 90s, Mm. specifically with crack cocaine targeting the African-American population because it was cheaper. We can get into the racist economic pieces, but that's a whole other. Episode 200. Episode 200. Regan was not that cool. (laughs) But the war on drugs became this media portrayal of black people as gangsters rather than victims of the broken system that they'd been shoved into Mm -hmm. and systemically oppressed since they were freed from being slaves Mm -hmm. to keep them subversive and struggling. Um, So for this, because this was a big episode, I dug deep. So I'd like to read you a quote from a work published in the Journal of Human Behavior and the Social Environment. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> did you read that whole thing or? yeah nice yeah <laughs> if it was anyone have... else i would call them on their bullshit i fully believe emily read 100 yeah 100%. <laughs> it was very good i highly recommend it it's called from brute to thug the demonization and criminalization of unarmed black male victims in america and i just want to you know this is something that we should hold on to as i work through my story because this okay. is a great little paragraph mm-hmm. all right Hashtag Black Lives Matter has become a recognizable hashtag on social media. Again, this is from 2017, y'all. Interesting. Before, yeah, before Interesting. the real big shit. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Which has been used to connect individuals and organizations in solidarity against police brutality, excessive force by law enforcement, and racial profiling. Critics of the Black Lives Matter movement argue that equality is about all lives and therefore saying Black Lives is limiting and a form of racism. The answer is simple. Those who have issue with the term black do not recognize their own privilege and why there is both a historical and systemic need to focus on the brutality the black community has faced throughout America's existence. If black lives mattered in the U.S., we would not see such disproportional rates of poverty, incarceration, school dropout, lack of secure housing, and other socially significant factors. To not recognize racism as an ongoing problem only exacerbates the issue silences and marginalizes those affected by it and does not start the process of discourse on how to change cultural and social paradigms in a society that only sees young black men as thugs whoop there it is whoop there it is i wish it wasn't there no i don't <laughs> like that it's there but there it is not out of ignorance but that it has to be said <laughs> so just hold on to that 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep that in mind. We're holding it. Take mm-hmm. that literature. So mm-hmm. let's go back to the 90s. And let's talk about a figurehead in police brutality that kickstarted a lot of shit. Uh-huh. Rodney King. Yeah. I was wondering if we were going to recognize the name. Oh, and- yes. I was saying that that made, I mean, I obviously it made international headlines, but yes. I think that was m- me in fucking the 90s in Canada. I specifically remember Rodney King was the first time I ever heard about A, corrupt cops. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, we're in Canada. We're too nice. AKA, we shove all of our crooked cops and we're just like, no, this didn't happen. See? And everyone goes, well, we're not the United States, so it has to be true. <laughs> uh, but no, that was the first that was the first moment where I was like, dad, I don't understand what all of these marches and stuff were. And he was like, sometimes police aren't good people. <laughs> That's and he had to have that whole conversation. How right he was. <laughs> and maybe maybe not far enough in that explanation. I mean, it was a kid, so, you know. Yeah, I get it. You don't want to be like a cab to yeah. like a good child. A cab. <laughs> Except I do. But... My dad's a cab, but I certainly am. <laughs> now, we all recognize that name. Mm-hmm. Anyone in the U.S. that was born after... Or before probably 1995 has heard this name. Yeah, for sure. So Rodney was born in Sacramento, California. Hi, Rodney. In 1965, he was the son of Ronald and Odessa King. I love that name, Odessa. Odessa is a great... Wait a minute. Sorry. I think that I think that my survivor's wife's name is Odessa. This mine takes place in California in the 1970s. So for one thing, oh that's already it's already like whoa, holy shit! But then I'm sorry, keep going. <laughs> Incredible. So he was one of four siblings, and he often talked about being inspired by his social science teacher, um, whose name was Robert Jones. His father died in 1984 on November 3rd, 1989. Rodney did rob a store in Monterey Park, California, and he was arrested. Mm-hmm. He stole about $200 um, and did hit the store owner with a pole. Ouch. But he was arrested. He mm-hmm. was caught. He went through the justice system. He got convicted. He was mm-hmm. sentenced to two years, and then he was released after serving a year in 1990 on parole. Okay. okay. March 3rd, 1991, just after midnight, King with his friends Brian Allen and Freddie Helms were driving a 1987 Hyundai Excel on the Foothill Freeway in San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles. They'd spent the night watching basketball and drinking at a friend's house in L.A. 12.30 a.m., officers Tim and Melanie Singer, who were a husband and wife and were members of the California Highway Patrol, Mm. saw the car speeding. Okay. So they pursued with lights and sirens. So they're they're on patrol together. They're mm-hmm. partners and their yes. husband and wife. Uses who at the... home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, a cab. All oh, right. I'm laughing, but that's not funny. <laughs> Thanks. Pursuing lights and sirens. King didn't pull over. Yeah, he's on parole. He wants to try and outrun the police because driving under the influence would put him back in jail. Also, he's hammered, yeah. so maybe Yeah, he's also been drinking. Judgment is not great. <laughs> right. If he's drunk, it's like, it's already like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. This 
does not warrant a death sentence. No. no. Um, we have people who are regularly on on my fucking Facebook feed because they are in the Lacrosse Tribune for being arrested for their eleventh DUI. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. People mm-hmm. still allowed to drive, let alone walk the streets. Yep. So they're doing a race. It's not great. More police cars join. A helicopter joins. After about eight miles, they get the car cornered. At this point, five LAPD officers, rather than the highway patrol, take over. Wow. Wow. Um, Stacy Kuhn, Lawrence Powell, Timothy Wind, Theodore Brisno, Briseno, and Rolando Solano. All white or white passing. Officer Singer ordered King and his two passenger sags at the vehicle mm. and lay down on the ground. Uh, Rodney's friend Alan claims that he was manhandled, kicked, stomped, taunted, and threatened. I would believe it. Helms was hit in the head while lying on the ground and then was later treated for a laceration on the top of his head. His bloody baseball cap was turned over to the police and Rodney stayed in the car. He finally emerged, again, intoxicated. Mm -hmm. The report says that he giggled, (laughs) patted the ground. I to the police copter. Terrified. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't have to be drunk to yeah, laugh when no. you're scared. And then grabbed his butt to show the helicopter. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> Officer Melanie Singer decided that meant he was reaching for a weapon. Because when I grab for my butt, That's... when I'm laying on the ground, also, I get he, he's prone. He's prone. He's prone. Yeah. It doesn't uh, it even doesn't if you reach matter. for a gun, it's like just step on. This his isn't hand. die hard. Like, my got God. a fucking bulletproof vest on, guys. Uh-huh. So she pulled her gun. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he lay down and the ranking officer at the scene who was officer Kuhn told singer that the LAPD was taking o- over and to fuck off pretty much. So <laughs> Jeez. we had LAPD officer Kuhn and the four other LAPD officers finally subdued him and handcuffed him using a technique called swarming, which if you've ever seen, an arrest take place like on the news like there's footage of an arrest and there's multiple officers on top of someone that's swarming oh and everyone's just like yelling and it's yeah just... they're just so hoping to like multiple officers like grab somebody yeah. and try to overcome any resistance quickly okay, okay. and mm-hmm. this is when you see people putting knees on the back mm. and a lot of other techniques that have been called <laughs> unnecessary and dangerous maybe mm-hmm. shouldn't have been done mm-hmm. <laughs> Knees to the neck, things like that. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Wild. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Rodney said he did not resist. Witnesses also said he did not resist. The four officers claimed that he resisted. As and they're all just like fumbling with his body. Interesting. Should sound familiar. Yeah. Officers then testified they believed that King was under the influence of PCP. Oh, fucking God. There was a toxicology test done. When Rodney was taken to the hospital, and he tested mm-hmm. negative for drugs. <laughs> oh, weird. Crazy. Weird. That's so, so crazy. They get him to the ground, and unbeknownst to the police, there was someone nearby, a citizen with a video camera, mm-hmm. who had been seeing this happen outside his balcony and was like, oh, shit. Okay, hold on. Went to go grab his video camera Smart. and started filming it. Our videographer is a plumbing salesman and was an amateur videographer, George Holiday. Hell yeah. And he'd started recording on his balcony. The video shows King on the ground after being tased, at which point then he does rise and rush towards a cop. Oh, shit. Um, he said it was to flee. 
they said he was trying to attack the police officer. Um, just Powell, him, like, yeah. Well, he was already on the ground and then got tased. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Powell strikes King with his baton, and then he's knocked to the ground. Mm-hmm. There are several more strikes with baton. Another officer moves in, trying to stop Powell from striking again. And then finally, like the person in charge, finally steps in, is like, "Hey, all right, maybe not." <laughs> After hey another officer had stepped in to start hitting him with the baton, it's reported that he was hit a total of fifty-six times. That's in eighty-nine seconds. Doesn't gotta be one, is my thing. It doesn't have to be one hit time. You tase the dude. They were using what's known as power strokes with their batons. He tried to stand up. They ordered to hit his joints, so that brought him back down to the ground. And then they also were kicking him. Once he's back down on the ground, and he like, yeah, was restrained. And then they dragged him on his abdomen to the side of the road to await medical personnel. Because now he needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just beat the shit out of him. So George Holiday did try and do the right thing. He first called LAPD Mm -hmm. and was like, hey, I have this videotape of your officers beating the shit out of someone. Like, you guys need to see this. Yeah. They didn't want it. evidence that your people are fucking up. They did not want it. Yeah. Oh my God. Of, no, of course not. Oh it's those are their God. guys. Yeah. George Holiday, you said. Yes, that dude. Ruins. So yeah. Well, he's trying. Stay tuned. Uh oh. Mm. So he then went to a television station with his recording. Uh huh. And they took it, mm-hmm. and it became mm-hmm. immediate media sensation. That's what the press sometimes be good for. Literally, <laughs> all it took was a five to ten second clip from the eighty-nine second video. Just play it on a loop, because mm-hmm. you can hear. Everything. And if that's all it takes, that means the force was excessive. Yeah. Yeah. And LAPD suddenly had an issue. A PR (laughs) issue, I would say. Interesting. (laughs) Huh. Several cop cop watch organizations rose to power, like, hey, we need to start safeguarding against police brutality, which had been happening for decades. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, now we're talking about it? Well, because it hadn't fully been documented yet. Okay. This is the first time. So it's word of mouth, and a black person isn't going to be able to take on a white cop. Mm -hmm. Right. Still can't. Not he said, Mm -hmm. she said. No. No. Mm -mm. Even with video evidence, it's true. It really only matters so much. Yeah. (laughs) Bend those rules, We'll get to that. Yeah. I mean, that's what the story is about, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's video evidence, and he survived. Yeah. So because it was the first of its kind pretty much the biggest of its kind at that time it became huge news much like george floyd's death differed from a lot of the other videos that we'd seen because it was so fucking long Mm -hmm. and it was so clear cut for people everywhere Mm -hmm. so obviously people picked up the story he was taken to the hospital after getting the shit beaten out of him. And I don't know, like, if you guys saw the picture, I've seen the picture multiple times Mm. of the aftermath. They took images. Mm. I'm not going to show you the picture, but he did suffer a fractured Mm. facial bone, a broken right ankle, multiple bruises and lacerations. Um, And in the picture, like, 
you can see, I believe it is the right side of his face is extremely swollen. Mm-hmm. Blood vessels are blown in his right eye like he was beat Jeez to absolute Christ. shit. Yeah. I mean, they took they took bats to his face. Yes. Like, and Jesus. What, what was he uh, said? Power? What was that? Power, power strokes? Power, power strokes. strokes. Yikes. Um, he dude. suffered skull yeah. fractures, permanent brain damage, broken bones and teeth, kidney failure, and Ooh. emotional and physical trauma. Yeah. <laughs> So eight blood and urine samples were taken from him five hours after his arrest. No drugs. His um, BAC, so his blood alcohol content, was at a .075. That's under the legal fucking limit. Wait. Because the BAC legal limit is .08. Yeah. So he had like two brewskis? He might, he may have, I think that like you would still consider him to be impaired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not driving, it's not an OWA. Like it's not driving under the influence. You're just driving while impaired. In in this state, you're not going to jail for 0.075. Driving while impaired? Not a good thing. No, No, it's not. Maybe not that level. But generally what they'll do is have your ass take a field sobriety test and then they'll breathalyze you. And then if you're less than 0.08, they will probably send you on your way if you pass the test yeah. and you and well you... and just a reminder you do not have to take the field sobriety test you are within your yeah. rights to say no to that really yep yes it's um part of it is humiliation yes it's literally to make it's you, a power move yeah to make you nervous and and yeah. make you feel like shit that would 100 work for me <laughs> yeah i i've done one of those i did pass it it did suck it feels did you, like I don't shit like, a dick, but like did you cry i would have no um no and i also like i was going slightly fast because it was three in the morning i had not been drinking for multiple hours they pulled me over right in front of my house oh literally right in front of my pa- my house i was like i'm home <laughs> and they were like we're gonna need you to hop out my house is right there but uh-huh. and i yeah i i i passed both things and then i just got to go inside <laughs> i was like fuck you guys i was out here for an hour my neighbors saw that shit yeah. like it was so yeah. shitty i had a cop pull up behind me when i like went downtown to pick up a friend i was in my pajamas <laughs> like what do you think is happening in i this was scenario? asleep oh i had pulled over because she was getting sick because like it was her birthday, and then she got left alone downtown. So I went oh to go God. pick her up. Uh-huh. Like a good friend. You're a good friend. <laughs> in my pajamas. And the cop yeah. was like, what's going on? And I'm like, Are, can, do you look have at, fucking eyes? I need you to look at me and then look at my friend. Look at me. And then make an educated fucking I'm guess. I'm literally wearing cold cream on my face. <laughs> like, like, I am in pajamas. I'm sorry they don't match if that offends you. <laughs> But I am in pajamas. I'm like, I went to pick her up. She wasn't feeling well. I pulled over. He's like, have you been drinking? I'm like, do I look like I have been drinking? I was literally in bed. The worst I've been doing is watching Love Actually on repeat. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I hung out with her earlier in the night. And then I was like, deuces. But then I'm sure as Kat was attempting to segue, that's how it should go under right. the best of circumstances, yeah. even if they make you feel like shit, yeah. that's literally the they best circumstance. Beat the shit out of you. They, they absolutely like, should not. Okay, you're right. Go home and not. Wow, let's get the good old whacking stick out. You well, know, like, he stayed in the car longer than they wanted, and they got yes. mad. That's what it was. They were proud of themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know how I know? Mm. Eight Pacifica hospital nurses reported that the officers who accompanied King openly joked and bragged about the number of times they had hit him. Oh my god. He did sue the city for damages, and I'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The city obviously did not pursue charges against him. No, I guess that's fine. Whatever. (laughs) Because he was driving under the influence. They had the proof. Right, right, right. right, He had a marginal amount of marijuana in his system. Oh, my. Oh, no. He did the weed, guys. Yes. Not the weed. The weed. (laughs) Literally a minuscule amount. Minuscule amount. Trace, I'm sure. Literal trace evidence. So the officers were indicted by a grand jury. The grand jury was like, yeah, you fucked up. Mm -hmm. They were charged with assault with deadly weapon and and an excessive use of force. Um, Though Kuhn did not actively participate in the beatings, he was the commanding officer present and was the one urging them on. Yeah, get his ass. Yes. And then they were also filed with filing false reports. Yeah. Saying that they didn't do all that shit they did? Yeah, I'm sure. So the footage wasn't what prompted the mass protests of the Mm. L.A. riots. That surprises me. I did not know that. April 29th, 1992, a nearly all-white jury acquitted the policemen, not guilty on all counts, except for one assault charge against Powell that ended in a hung jury. That is what set off the riots, because everyone was waiting. They're like, no, let the criminal justice system do Mm -hmm. its thing. There's clear... Evidence mm-hmm. that they used excessive force and that they were unnecessarily violent and could have killed him. This was probably the clearest evidence we'd ever had up to that point in mm-hmm. history. Yes. Yeah. So, so for that not to work? Yeah. No. Riots. We riot now. Yeah. Massive riots. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely massive riots. I mean, this is LA. There's people uh, everywhere and they're all mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, just... <sighs> Unfortunately... With riots like this, when you have that level of anger, people are going to get hurt. Absolutely. Especially because a lot of people were trying to defend their businesses. And there had been a lot of tension between, like, the Korean, Asian community and the black community. Mm. That then also popped off when a Korean store clerk killed a black girl. Oh, shit. And it just... It added fuel. Absolutely exploded. It's rioting is is a very understandable human yeah. response. It is not a good one. No, <laughs> it's but I get always it. destructive. Yeah, I get absolutely. it. Absolutely, completely understandable. Uh, Sucks though. It's there's. I mean, mm. that's my my natural response <laughs> is I, violence. So I, mean, I, I get, get it. it again. I am. <laughs> It's it's an adverse reaction to the injustices in the world. Ultimately, this is a human response to it's a hugely human response, and yeah. it takes an incredible yeah. amount of self restraint mm-hmm. and self education and knowing how you respond mm-hmm. to be able to control it. Mm-hmm. South LA was awful. Uh, more than sixty people died. Uh, there were thousands. Mm-hmm. Of buildings destroyed or damaged. I mean, that's so much. Holy mm. shit. Uh, there's a quote. The buildings were burning so bad that you could feel the heat from both sides of the street coming into the car as we were driving. Wow. Yeah. So. Imagine trying to just like keep going. Like you're driving right. down a street where the buildings are burning on both and sides. You have to go forward. It feels like the end times. I'm and sure. It's, you know, this quote is exactly like it still resonates today talking about the riots and that he like this person who survived it wasn't surprised that people rose up he said that is the only way to hear us sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Hundreds of businesses were burned. Hundreds of people were injured. Too many people were killed. Mm -hmm. The National Guard was deployed. George Bush ordered military troops in. So it was three days of riots. Mm. It led to 7,000 arrests, 7, caused 000. nearly $1 billion in damage. Good God. At the yeah. time, in 1991, in a, 1991 billion a billion dollars. More than a billion. Insane. That's not far. And... Yeah. Unsurprisingly, quarter of a century later, there was a survey done. Poverty still persisted in some of the riot-torn areas in L.A., um, but the neighborhoods had largely largely changed, a lot of them becoming more Latino rather than black communities. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And they like to say that the police had undergone decades of reform, but we'll get to that. So this was not the first riot that L.A. had seen. Uh, Watts was a neighborhood in L.A. that burned for six days of rioting in August 1965, mm-hmm. fueled by African-American anger over alleged police and housing discrimination. Weird. What? Killed 34 people, injured more than 1,000 residents, and inflicted more than $40 million in property damage. A state commission blamed the violence on high unemployment, poor schools, and inferior living conditions in Watts. Just stop making people live in poverty and killing them. That's all it is. Maybe we would be cooler. By the early 90s, as many as one in four blacks were without a job. Um, So it's unsurprising that it built to this point again of the riots. Yeah. Yeah. Drug addiction and alcoholism soared in 91 and 92, record years of homicides in L.A., 3,200 people were murdered, most of them young black men. Um, Crips in the I Blood mean, started in the 60s, but exploded. They yeah. just, I mean, they basically just proved that nobody cares about black people yes. on the force. That's basically what that did. I, right. Yeah. Like, they, right. they had a big riot a while back, yeah. and nothing changed. And they were like, but, okay. <laughs> yep, I guess it's time to do it again. Yeah. I didn't know the Crips in the Blood started in the 60s. Oh, yeah. That's because you know them it from started, the It started, I believe, yeah. from, like, something in a high school. Which one was really? Of a fight. He was a crip. Only on the crip side. Yeah, that's what we're saying. There we that's go. <laughs> <laughs> in the aftermath of the LA riots, oh, then God. Mayor Tom Bradley assembled a team of top businesses led by former baseball commissioner Pete Uberoth. I don't know how to fucking say that. It's Norwegian. It's fine. With the promise of 57,000 new jobs for what is now South LA. But the Whoa. grocery store jobs promised by Rebuild LA never bore fruit. And the agency soon disbanded. There were empowerment zones meant to give tax and other credits to South L.A. in response to the riots that also fell flat. So they they looked at that and they're like, yes, this is what the people need. And they're like, no, we're not. We don't want to stick with this. If only they had like they so they said we're going to do all this shit. Yeah, they had done it. It really might have made a difference. And but instead they abandoned it because probably it was hard and expensive. And that's the thing that you also see. With all of the chants of police reform that came out of George Floyd. It was a lot of pretty words that never happened. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Even here, there were a lot of pretty words about transparency that never fucking happened. Mm -hmm. So Rodney was offered $200,000 in a four-year college education funded by City of LA. He refused and sued, as he should have, and was awarded $3.8 million. Uh, Brian Allen, who was one of the passengers in the car, received 35000 in his lawsuit against the city. Hmm. 
and the estate of Freddie Helms, who was the other passenger, settled for 20000 He unfortunately died in a car crash June 29th of 1991 at the age of 20. Oh, Whoa. geez, like right after. Yes. Uh, Rodney did invest a portion of his settlement into a record label, hoping to employ minority hmm. employees, like hmm. to actually give them a job. But it unfortunately went out of business. But with the help of a ghostwriter, he later wrote and published a memoir. Mm. Um, He had a long road of a lot of issues with alcoholism and drug addiction after Mm. this. He's been through a lot. (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately, he did pass away in 2012. Mm. Um, He did get married. He had a kid. But... Yeah, unfortunately, he passed away. I mean, how? I mean, does it say how old he was? Forty-seven. Wow, that's yeah, that's through too young. accidental drowning. They weren't sure if it was something Whoa. related to sustained issues, if he had like a heart arrhythmia or something, Aww. or the drug use or the alcohol. Right, they all culminated, and unfortunately, he passed away on Father's Day. Oh Ooh. shit! Yeah. Oh, Rodney. Yeah, um, but the BBC did quote him. When they asked him to comment on his legacy. Of course it was the BBC and not something from the No, no, no. No, stop. (laughs) No, we wouldn't. Stop. No. Why would we? Uh, (laughs) That would be an acknowledgement of where we've come from. (laughs) So the quote is, some people feel like I'm some kind of hero. Others hate me. They say I deserved it. Sound familiar? Other people... I can hear them mocking me for what I when I called for the end of the destruction, like I'm a fool for believing in peace. He did get on the news when the riots were happening, and he did ask people to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, unsurprisingly, corruption within the LA police force and their initiatives to do better fell flat. LAPD in the recent years has faced scrutiny from new waves of activists. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, maybe you shouldn't have a militarized response to protests. That'd be so you know, cool. Nope. That'd be. If you guys didn't have tanks and like. Yeah. Like, if you have to feel like a big man in your fucking special Gundam, then maybe <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? At that point, it's about you and your big dick. <laughs> so, after Rodney King, one, two, skip a few. It's the late nineties. Mm-hmm. LAPD was caught in a vast corruption, abuse, and drug dealing scandal. <laughs> what? <laughs> which police framed citizens, falsified reports, and it led to more than 100 wrongful convictions. So this was known as the Rampart scandal, and it led to federal oversight and a number of reform efforts that were adopted the following years, including implicit bias training, de-escalation efforts, community outreach work, audits, improved data collection, training on community policing, and increased diversity on the force. Hey, Emily, when was this? Late 90s. Interesting. 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 It's weird how the vibe hasn't changed that much. Yeah, I just feel like the definition of insanity is just kind of Yeah. The Rampart scandal involved specifically community resources against street hoodlums or crash anti-gang unit of the L.A. Police Department. Street hoodlums. Big PP. Street hoodlums hoodlums is in the acronym. Yes. (laughs) Big PP. (laughs) The biggest. So more than 70 police officers either assigned to or associated with the Rampart Crash Unit were implicated in various forms of misconduct, including... 
Unprovoked shootings, unprovoked beatings, planting of false evidence, stealing and dealing narcotics, bank robbery, perjury, and the covering up of evidence of these activities. Street hoodlumery as well, yes. I'm sure. Yeah, don't forget the hoodlumery. It Being was the thing they're trying to stop. It was one of the most widespread cases of documented police corruption in U.S. history. I can't even believe and it. We, and it was, mm, mm, it was the 90s. And everything is the same. <laughs> Nothing has changed. 30 years ago. As Fuck! Of, 30 years as ago. As of 2020, the full extent of the Rampart corruption was still not known. Oh! And several rape, homicide, and robbery investigations involving Rampart officers still remain unsolved. And this God. was one. This was the response to yes. the problem. So the investigation was based mainly on statements of admitted corrupt crash officer Rafael Perez. Mm-hmm who initially implicated over 70 officers in the wrongdoing. One person said, hey, a whistleblower, you have a huge problem. Of those officers, enough evidence was found to bring 58 before an internal administrative board. However, only 24 were actually found to have committed any wrongs. It was internal. With 12 given suspensions of various lengths, seven forced to resign or retire. No. And five were outright terminated. Five no, out, seventy five. people and five of them lost their. T- mm. Other ones got to retire and get their fucking retirement out of it. Other giant ass pension as a result <laughs> of the probe into falsified evidence and police perjury. One hundred and six prior criminal convictions were overturned, so the scandal resulted in more than one hundred and forty civil lawsuits against the city of L.A. Yay, but boom. costing <laughs> the city an estimated $125 million in settlement. Holy shit. <laughs> Bleed them dry. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's like, is this is, point, it, is it expensive enough for you yet? Yeah, at that point, is it worth it money, to change? Bitch. In yeah. a capitalist society, the only way to make an impact is to bleed them of their fucking money. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. It has to be more important to them yes. to change because it's cheaper. It's too expensive to keep fixing aneurysm. it. Yeah. <laughs> now, unsurprisingly, that. as a part of the scandal, the police chief Bernard Parks was not rehired. Oh, Bernard Parks? Bernard Parks <laughs> wasn't doing 2002, well. 2002. Uh, so both the scandal and the de facto firing of Parks are believed to have precipitated uh, the mayor's defeat <laughs> in oh. 2005. Because they're like, hey, this wasn't good. This no. wasn't great. Unsurprisingly, recent data has repeatedly shown that LAPD officers stop and search black and Latino residents at significantly higher rates than white residents. What? For the offense of driving while black. What? Um, What? So last year, the LA Times found that the police department appeared to have repeatedly violated its own rules when it used force against protesters, which we saw. It was literally all over the news of them firing rubber bullets into crowds and- And they have rules Creating against that? grievous injury. Yes. And they were like, nah. Nah. <laughs> Fuck it. Nah, it's fine. We it's hate these like guys. It's not like Twitter's a thing. Yeah. It's not like literally everyone has a fucking camera in their pocket. This year, earlier this year, LAPD was forced to apologize twice. Oh, uh, first, after officers were circulating <laughs> an offensive meme mocking George Floyd. Oh which my fucking God. They weren't the only police department to be doing that. No, but I feel... Mm. And then the chief admitted that he gave hugely inaccurate data to the LA Times that falsely suggested a major decline in controversial traffic stops. So he was like, nah, I'm alive. They're, about this. Yeah, they're making the reforms on paper, but nothing's changed. No, of course not. 
Because the people at the top have no reason to I actually enforce any want... of this shit. They don't want it to be. They're one of the boys. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> they have, you know, diversified their police force. But once you put on the uniform, it becomes a matter of the thin blue line. Mm-hmm. And your skin color is blue. You are one of the boys. Yes. Yep. And if you want to stay one of the boys. You joined the cool kids you, club. You will yep. do what the boys want you to do. I leave you with a final quote. Yes, thank you. From Rodney King. Obama, he wouldn't have been in office without what happened to me and a lot of black people before me. Uh-huh. He would never have been in that situation, no doubt in my mind. He would get there eventually, but it would have to have been a lot longer. So I'm glad for what I went through. It opened doors for a lot of people. Wow. That's true. It wow. got us talking about race in a different way, at least. What Not an interesting way of looking at it. It's true. I'm glad that he had that perspective. At yeah. Least. yeah. I don't know if I would if I was in his position. Yeah. <laughs> also, that means he died in 2012. That means he did get to see four years of a black president. And, he did. And, cool. and got to cool. feel that, that and, way about it. You know, I in the morbid, morbid sense of things, I am I am grateful he didn't have to see George Floyd get murdered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like I am grateful my dad didn't have to see George Floyd get murdered. Because, mm-hmm. like, when you do something and you work for something for so long and you believe in something mm-hmm. so hard and you've actively tried to make a difference, only to watch history repeat itself again mm-hmm. and again and again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what breaks people. It's more than disheartening. It's yeah. like, it's. It will fully break a man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> yeah, for, for as I, angry as I am, I really do appreciate that. Yeah, I, I mean, like, that wasn't sarcasm, but in my heart, there's anger. <laughs> like, but, like, the thing is, now that I'm thinking about it, the dates don't match up just in terms of me first hearing about Rodney King and the riots versus how old he was, because I, I distinctly remember hmm. being like, hey, why is everybody like why is everyone freaking out? i was super young you know like why is everybody freaking out about this thing in the united states like why is this doing a thing why is everybody going mm-hmm. nuts and my dad being like well <laughs> <laughs> right here's an incredibly difficult conversation that i now have to be very careful of right <laughs> you but, know what i mean like but if it was happening in 1991 I was one. Yeah, so you so must have been. I think it was like an anniversary. Yeah, or something it, I watched. Maybe. They did a. They did yeah. things for every anniversary, especially like the five year and the ten year. That makes sense. It might have been a five year. That I, would make I sense. Was, I was young enough that it's one of it's a it's a tangible memory, but it's yeah. a faintly tangible one. Yeah, if you were six, that makes a lot more sense. I think it was I think. about six. Yeah, and then my dad yeah. was like, "Well, sometimes. well, shit. How do I explain <laughs> the complexities of racism in another country <laughs> to, to a six year old? Yeah, Canadian." oh my gosh well no i it honestly sincerely thank you for that i'm um just i hope it was educational it was very educational i'm mostly just so sad and tired as usual (laughs) at the end of those but honestly it is it is good to hear about rodney king we've never we've never covered him i can't even believe it like i as you were saying i was like big name Wow, yeah. we didn't do Rodney Because there's King. a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is. It's like in order to peel back the layers of what the fuck happened to Rodney King, you gotta dig and dig yeah. and dig yeah. and just talk about LA in general. And honestly, I think like the a lot of the previous stories we've done have informed like mm. if people have listened to this podcast, they will get a lot of the background yeah. of like why this was. There's so a reason terrible. I saved this one. Yeah. I wanted to do this for a while, but I'm like, no, we've gotta we've gotta establish and we've <laughs> gotta set it up and we've yeah. gotta, you know. 
really build up a history of sure. police violence before I just go, hey, hey, hey remember Rodney King? No, because you were one too. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think that's good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that was was a good one for F1 Hundo. Yeah. (laughs) Harp noise. Emily, take us to a real harp noise and we'll get to, I guess, maybe mine and then yours or yours and then mine. I don't know what we want to do. It's going to be 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back. We are here with you. We were just, I was literally three seconds ago, Mushu, saying, oh, isn't he so sweet? I never see him when he's being an asshole. (laughs) He's so tired. Literally destroyed everything. I did want to mention real quick that while you were talking about very serious Rodney King stuff, um, I did notice that um, Nicolas Cage has been staring at me. (laughs) Oh, good. You noticed him. No, I noticed right away so, and couldn't say anything for your christmas party i had originally gotten that as my white elephant gift for Are other you, people oh. and then i had a covid exposure and right. i had to stay home and then we didn't even end up having the party because yeah. we were like uh-oh things I are bad had, again i got fucked by planning ahead but that i'm so, so glad you have that now and it has red sequins under it so you can make it look like his eyes are crying blood are you kidding me it's like a reversible no thing. it's Shh. yeah so we'll play with I that wish it after was, this. Yeah. I wish it was a face-off one, so it's just John Travolta's face. <laughs> <laughs> no. It'd be so fucking good. That would be very good. That pillow is already perfect, though. It's like, it's a very extreme close-up of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it is. So bad, dude. We don't deserve Nicolas Cage. All right, the first thing we are going to do is fucking drink. Yeah. I I got this. a little bit on my finger. So I let air in. And it tastes exactly like a Warhead. Oh, God. So this is Warhead's <gasps> Extreme Sour Hard Seltzer. I have the lemon. Cat has the watermelon. Okay. I have the blue raspberry. Emily has the blue raspberry. <laughs> and we're going to try it. <laughs> oh. oh. You know what? Honestly. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't, you can't say honestly and then physically recoil from the mic. It, um, <laughs> it's just, it's not sour in the way I keep expecting it to be, but it's not as sour as I was worried it would be. Like, I'm not ever going to order this again or ever drink it again, but I yeah. will finish this. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, and it isn't unpalatable. How is that, though? I need, I need the audiences to know I've never seen Emily look more miserable in her entire life. <laughs> Oh, the blue raspberry is candy. It's a candy flavor. May I, Emily? But I, I do think the lemon is more or less okay. <laughs> it's, hey, that it's sucks. the artificiality of the blue raspberry it that is. It tastes like plastic. <laughs> it tastes like how I would imagine guzzling some fucking hot plastic. Well, you did ask me to bring the bad stuff, so Lemon's here we did. Mm. I'm now curious about that black cherry. So yeah, honestly, that will be super weird. We gotta. Y- y- we, we gotta. gotta. That at this point. You're so right. <laughs> All right, so we have a very special thing. Before we go on to my story, we actually have our good friend Kat bringing us a very, a very short, very new story. Uh, Taylor you... sent me a headline. Yes. And then I immediately said, you need to do this. And then she was like, no, I already have my story. You need to do this. And then I'm like, I already have my story. And we then we're like, Cat needs to do this. <laughs> so thank you, Cat, for doing this. Thank you. I'll try my best to be. I can't open with a quote. 
or that is completely it's fine. okay. Uh, it, it was a very short article. Uh, I have titled this "Babies Be Flying." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, everybody's fine in this story. Babies be That's flying, nice. but babies be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, were you guys aware of that huge tornado that happened in Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, recently that little thing. Yeah, <laughs> just that little that little one yeah, that they destroyed the whole town. That same, I believe it was the same storm cycle. Then came up here, and there were like fifteen tornadoes. First of all, Emily told me I don't know how accurate this is, but Emily told me I needed three tornado facts since this is about a tornado. I did because Cat yeah. was with us for our first sentient tornado yes. story. Yes. So I thought tornado facts bring that back. Please, yep. thank you. So I have three tornado facts. One might be a repeat. Uh, the first tornado fact is that the deadliest tornado in Canadian history uh, was the Regina Cyclone of June 30th, 1912. And it Whoa. 28 and injured 300. I love it. That's you say Regina. Huge. Regina, yeah, Regina. Now I'm second guessing myself. I, I mean, I don't know. You're the Canadian. Regina, we can't Regina second Saskatchewan guess. Regina sounds right. Sure. I believe you. Yes. 100%. I don't know. I have had a lot of warheads ale and whatever Emily has mixed. TBH, um, I didn't know that Canada got tornadoes at all. I thought they kind of yeah, didn't um, happen. I also have, super did not think they could get tornadoes. Yeah. We have the, the like bread belt. That's a lot of just planes where we go fucking brains and shit. Sure. That I mean, same. Kind of tornado like the Kansas bullshit. Absolutely you know? same. Fair. Yes. Although there are arguments that uh, <laughs> Tornado Alley is shifting due to global warming and it is going to start including areas of Wisconsin. So Great. Great. I um, thought we were already kind of there. So what <clears throat> just happened so Canada's be happening a lot more. Canada's Anyways. next is what we're saying. Yeah. Canada's Canada. We got our own weather system there, guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to break A this lot of deal. different <laughs> shit's happening there. Somebody's got to tell you about the desert in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, uh, also, tornadoes are most likely to form between 3 p.m. and 9 p.m., which I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know there was a nice little time frame. I didn't yeah. either. That's really interesting. Uh, the other fact is that I slept through one. Which should shock hey, no high listeners. Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I slept was, through one too. Yeah. Nice. It was in uh, Chicago and I was visiting the States and I was a teenager and I just remember, apparently my mother had like woken me up and we'd gone to the basement and stuff. I remember waking up in my own bed, going down the stairs and seeing somebody's like shed in our front yard, in our front yard and like all crumbled up and being like, what? Hey, what happened last night? <laughs> so you were woken up and brought downstairs, but you don't remember, don't remember that at it. all. So you weren't awake enough at I all. I oh was my just God. like, apparently. <laughs> hilarious. Um, Good for you. <laughs> so yeah, this is a this is a very short article uh, that Taylor and Emily slammed into the group chat. And what you guys said, we're like, you should do this. And I was like, okay. We have not read an, a word of the article. I saw the headline and was like, oh my god. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same. We, so mm-hmm. we don't really know the story. So um, we're going to be talking about um, these these babies, these two babies, uh, and Carla Lutz, who was their grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carla uh, Lutz was with her two grandchildren, 15-month-old Caden and 3-month-old Dallas. Oh, Caden so and Dallas. Babies. Uh, babies. Uh, when a tornado happened. Um and like she, you know, tornado was going down. She did what she she was supposed to do. Get those kids in the bathtub. Mm. That's gonna be a safe spot. Yep. Because they don't have basements don't have there, basement. I assume. Mm-hmm. So you gotta go into the bathroom. That's yep. where you got. Um, she wrapped them up in a blanket, gave them a pillow and a Bible, and oh, shit. just fucking 
tried to hold it down wow. as shit was going off the rails. Um, That's terrifying to just be a grandma and you've got two babies to take care of and there's nowhere to put them and there's a tornado. I like, no, no, thank you. As someone who <laughs> has been responsible for children during a tornado watch that turned into a warning. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, I was looking at the tub and I don't, I don't think there was like enough. I mean, it's an it's, it's a tub. I don't think there was enough room for her to get in, and then also when she no, was probably the not of the kids. Yeah, so she she would have been bulked up, and she could have smothered them. Was that yeah? Mm. She was kind of at the side and like holding it down as much as a person could do. Um, and a quote from her is just the next thing I knew, the tub had lifted and it was out of my hands. Oh my god! Said. I couldn't hold on. I just oh my god! <laughs> Whoa. Um, Lutz, the next thing Lutz remembers really is being struck in the back of the head by like a water tank from the tub of some sort. Ow. Yeah. Ouchies. Um, and either she woke up or the next thing she remembers, it's a little bit inconclusive or unclear, is that like her whole house was just stripped from the foundation. Wow. Um, just completely... If you look at any of the pictures, it's like smooth floor <laughs> and just shit everywhere. <laughs> like, like that, they the tor- tornado hit that house. 100%. Didn't just like go kind of near it. 100%. Hit it. It tore through yeah. the town. It was yeah. devastating. Awful. Uh, once the tornado passed, I mean, of course, she immediately began the search. Um, like. What and I'm like, expect? where did these kids go? Oh, I guess I better pack it in. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um. So her fucking house is destroyed. Her kids are gone, I guess. Right. Uh, and she says, all I could say was, Lord, please bring my babies back safely. Please, I beg thee. Mm. Um. Again, there's not a lot of information here. Luckily, the two children completely safe in her yard wrapped in the blanket with the overturned tub. Um, there's actually video footage of, like, body cam footage of the police finding the children and pulling wow. them out. And they're they're pretty much unharmed, save Probably for... rattled. One of the... I mean, there's a lot of crying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Those poor kids. Of course. Big, that's already big emotions for yeah. tiny bodies. Yeah, yeah for sure. They don't know what's happening. There's loud noises. Mm-hmm. There's fucking all that's this shit going on. terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... But, like, yeah, it, it seemed to be a pretty quick search. The The tub didn't wind up anywhere crazy. It was on their front yard and shit. Um, I'm glad it wasn't, like, 60 yards away. I like, do. just how do you, how do you oh, Also, how do you recognize those kids? If well, right, yeah. How, somebody, I mean, if they were a mile out, yeah. <laughs> like, Is this, it would have been days before somebody would have. Did they say what part of Kentucky this was? Because if it was a smaller town. Maybe somebody would have been like, yeah. those are her kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, maybe. Those are the grandkids. Uh, Hopkins County, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So wherever that was. The fact it sounds like it might have been small. The fact that it says county yeah. tells me, yeah, it's probably small town. So yeah. everybody yeah. knows everybody. Everywhere's unincorporated. So they yeah. got to go by the county. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's some Harlan shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so good news. No babies, despite flying, were hurt too bad. Uh, Dallas had the younger one had a big bump on the back of his head. Yeah. Um, he did have to go to uh, a hospital because they thought his brain was bleeding or something because yeah. of how big the bump was. Sure, but either it stopped or it was a false alarm or whatever mm-hmm. before they even got to the hospital. So the babies are completely fine. Wow. Um, 
That's so and crazy. For more, for more my peace of mind, um, let's say the parents of the children live on the north end of the county and their homes were nearly untouched by the tornado, which means they have a nice... They have, they a, have place a place to, to go. go. Unfortunately, yeah. Lutz does not, but mm-hmm. I am assuming she can go she's stay with, staying with yeah. the That's, mom and whatnot. That makes sense. They ha- At least, like, it wasn't the entire family was devastated by yeah. this one event. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's it's, nice. It's, it's, it's less of a, like holy shit this is crazy and more like a holy shit this is crazy yeah i mean the headline alone <laughs> so was not bar <laughs> i am so glad that, that the babies are okay it's nuts that they were in a bathtub take like literally ripped out of the arms of their grandma All and they then had they was like a blanket a pillow and a book which logistically like i get why the bible was in there logistically <laughs> maybe that would bump the kid's head and that's why they had like a bump or something just, just because maybe. the bible's a big book guys <laughs> yeah i mean if it's flying around you For might like a five yeah. month old yeah right um but just babies be flying. Babies Man, be flying. <laughs> babies be flying. Thank you for that. Yeah. Always good. So yeah, a very, very brief interlude and a moose bouche. If you will. You said, uh, about babies fucking taking off. Hell yeah. Think, I think they're young enough that they don't remember that they won't remember this. I would this imagine. Is my, is my kind of thought. I kind of hope. <laughs> well, anyway. I mean, there's a lot of studies about like remembered trauma from birth on. Mm-hmm. Where it yeah, doesn't I mean, manifest in the same way. Even if they don't remember the exact events, there might be something like they, they might hate storms. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Don't blame them for that one. Yeah. <laughs> something like that might, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Live yeah. with them. No. Yeah. All right. You guys ready for some shit? No. So we had a friend, well, Emily used to work where I work. Um, <laughs> and, uh, a uh, third person we know who works there, Michelle, who's been on this podcast, um, started talking about this podcast with other people. And um, I have a, a friend at work named Bridget who who started listening to our podcast. Uh, terrifying. And also... Hey, Bridget. <laughs> Hi, Bridget. Hi, Bridget. And she also said, have you heard of this? <gasps> Thanks, Bridget. Yeah. Thanks, Bridget. I miss you. <laughs> Bridget's great. She's great. I... Had not heard of this particular story. And then I looked it up and uh, I was going to do it for 98. And I said, nope, I'm doing it for 100. (laughs) I really like this story. And I think you will too. I'm going to start with a quote. (laughs) (laughs) How the tables have turned. (laughs) How the turn No, this happened like somewhere around like 60 or 70. She started then... Mm -hmm. Hitting I just, me with quotes. Just, she got hit with enough starting with a quote. Yeah. She was like, no, no, no. Quote. I think it's the magnitude of it. I don't know if there's ever been 27 people kidnapped from a town from anywhere, much less Hold a town on. this size <laughs> before in history anywhere that I know of. <laughs> face right now. Shh, let us go on a journey together. Does this involve a bus? It is Thursday. <laughs> July 15th, 1976. It is 12 years after, like, we're just setting the stage here. We're talking California. I'm getting a mental picture. 1976. It's 12 years after the Zodiac Killer started murdering. He's still at large. It's five years since Charles Manson went to prison. Yes. It's two years since the kidnapping of Patty Hearst. California is a hotbed for sensational crime. It has been for a while now. 
Chowchilla, California <laughs> is a small rural town in the mainland of California. It's 150 miles from San Francisco. In 1976, its population would have been about 4,000 people. Emily, I need you to stop trying to spoil this story because you're trying to figure out if it's one you would have done. I really do think I know this I'm, story. I'm sure you do. Honestly, like, I was surprised I hadn't heard of this. Because I looked this at is, it and I went, what the fuck? This is, a big, this is a big deal. This, this story is, is nuts. This is going to be a journey for me. It's so great. Does it? It was a journey for me, definitely. Does it involve a bus? It is about 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> It is about 4 p.m. on the second to last day of summer school, and 55-year-old Ed Ray is driving a school bus. What? So Ed had grown up in Chowchilla. He had been a farmer for much of his life (laughs) until deciding to become a school bus driver in the 1950s. He is now carting around the children and grandchildren of his own schoolmates from Dairyland Elementary School. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you are doing this story. There are 26 kids on the bus. Who he has picked up from school, and now he's en route, and he is taking them home. Their age range is, like, five years old to 14 years old. They're kind of all over the place, but again, it's summer school. Regardless, they are all super excited. They've just been to the swimming pool. They've had a great day. They're going home. Ed is really well-liked by all of the kids. He spends the first part of the route talking with some of them about... Uh, how there's like a petition going around that would extend summer school like three weeks. And he's like, ha ha ha, that probably won't happen. And they're like, ha ha ha, maybe it will. And he drops the first few kids off. And then he turns the corner on Avenue 21, headed to his next stop. But there is a car in the middle of the road. <gasps> it's actually a van. It's a white Dodge van. It's always a white 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 van. Run it over. The, the kind with the doors at the back, like only doors at the oh back. Oh, my God. None on the course. side. It's a cake yeah. boss it's the, van. It's absolutely a cake boss van. <laughs> Those doors are open. As Ed takes the bus closer, he's going to swerve around the van and just kind of like go on his merry way. But yeah. a man with pantyhose covering his face jumps in front of the van. He is holding a gun. Run him over. It's I'm with re- Emily. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly. Bus versus person, it never is going to be if in the favor of the person. If you want to get into the face of a, of a fucking vehicle that has a bunch of minors in it wearing fucking pantyhose on your face, you're clearly up to no good, and like, I am going to press you don't even You don't even need to run him over. You just need to pin him against the white van that they yeah. so eloquently parked in the middle of the road. This it's is true. truly like... This is truly the part that it's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is the part I, I understand the least. So this man holding the penny, uh, holding the gun, having the pantyhose, <laughs> holding, holding the pantyhose, pantyhose wearing he's the got, gun. He's got a gun over his face. <laughs> he comes around. Glock on his forehead. <laughs> so he comes around to the bus door and he knocks and he says pleasantly, would you open the door, please? Dude. Now, Ed, I don't know what he's thinking in this moment. Maybe he's thinking that if this man fires the gun, it could go through a window and shoot a kid. That's the only thing sure. that I could he think. He has more concern for human life than yes. the police, yes. So he, <laughs> yeah, seems like it. Ooh. So Ed opens the door. He shouldn't have stopped in the first place, but he did. And now, and now he's kind of stuck. So he opens the door. The next thing Ed knows... That man and two more men, also wearing pantyhose on their faces, jump in and they force everyone to the back of the bus, including Ed. One of the other people has a rifle and the third one seems unarmed. And the third guy gets behind the wheel of the bus and starts driving it. 
Holy shit. And then looking out the back of the window, Ed and the kids can see that the man who had originally stopped them, the one with the revolver, has hopped back out of the bus and is driving the van that was in the middle of the road behind them. The youngest person on the bus is five-year-old Monica. Ed remained silent as the bus rumbled along because he was basically worried if he said anything, they were going to start shooting people. Mm -hmm. So he just stayed quiet. And for the most part, all of the kids kind of got that vibe. But Monica... Oh, the energy in oh the fucking God. bus. <laughs> Deadly. An awful energy, I'm sure. But Monica's five. So she doesn't have that same thought. No. No, she's and five. Instead, she's she, looks, she looks at one of the men with the legs of the penny hose hanging down mm. around his face, and she asks him if he is the Easter bunny. Oh! <laughs> I know. Oh, oh no! Oh, Monica, honey. Monica! Monica! Honestly, like, I can only imagine that, like, at that point, Ed and, like, any any of the kids who are a little older are like, oh, my God. <laughs> We're, gonna... We are stuck in a situation with children who have no idea what's, what's happening. happening yeah. they, they just don't even... Well, it's not like five-year-olds are, like, gonna get murdered. <laughs> exactly. Like, they, they don't have the mental capacity yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big emotions, tiny body. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to process it. They got nothing. So they drive only a short distance before the bus gets parked in this, like, thicket along a shallow part of the Chowchilla River. And there is a second van waiting there. And it's a green one. And the men usher everybody off the bus. Twelve kids go into one van. Fourteen more and Ed go into the second one. Not sure why it was so... Packed? Yeah. Anyway... The windows of both vans have been painted over. There is wood paneling installed on every surface, like ceiling, walls, floor. There is no light. When the doors are closed, it is pitch black. And there is no air conditioning. Ed and the kids are driven like that on the floors of the van with sealed windows for 11 hours. So it's 11 hours of driving in the back of a van. 11? Yeah. Pitch black with a bunch of kids... No stops. No stops. Somebody, somebody tinkled. Absolutely. Tiny, tiny little bladders. I mean, yeah, a full grown ass man would have been like, I have to piss and other things. Um, It's hot as hell. Some of the younger children get motion sickness. Well, yeah, no windows. Absolutely. It's awful. Darkness, heat. That's a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. Especially when you're little, when your little tummy is like just not, not cooperating anyway. There is no food or water on board. The older kids, basically, all they do is do their best to calm the younger ones down. Yeah. They even spend time singing songs like Boogie Fever. Aww. And Get Down Tonight. And their own version of the song, If You're Happy and You Know It, which is just, if you're sad and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that shitty? Fuck. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Imagine you're gonna die and that's the last fucking song you right. hear. Imagine Jesus. being like twelve and like you're singing that song to a five year old so he stops being upset. <laughs> like Hey, we're gonna like this song pattern. Yeah. Be, the melody's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Just think about this and not anything else. No. Later, a girl named Jennifer Brown Hyde, who was nine at the time of the oh, kidnapping, mm-hmm. will explain the feeling of being in the van as quote. Like I was an animal going to the slaughterhouse. It is 3.30 in the morning when the vans finally come to a stop. One article pointed out that if Ed were uh, keeping to a farmer's schedule, which he might have been, um, he would have been awake for 24 hours probably by that point. Oh my god. Uh. The kidnappers open the door and, are, uh, and they usher everyone out. Ed first. They ask him his name and his age. 
and they make him take off of his boots and pants. They make him take off his pants. <laughs> I mean, they were probably soaked in piss. I mean, maybe. Mm, I would. They do not on. mention that anywhere, but I do think there Just is a secondary fear. reason. Yeah. Weapons and shit. That we'll get. I mean, well, yeah, we'll get no. to. Because. No, just no, no. wait okay it's not that it's nothing awful but like it's there's not great. Be a reason okay they give him a flashlight and they point him toward a hole in the ground meanwhile we're gonna go back to chowchilla <laughs> great name by the way chowchilla is a great name back in the town of chowchilla again for a thousand people at the time it oh, think, all those kids are missing? Yeah. <laughs> it it takes about 15 minutes <laughs> for them to figure out that the bus is missing. <laughs> um, Ed is never late dropping the kids off. <laughs> Literally never, not once in his life. He is not the town's time. most trustworthy and punctual <laughs> man. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. At the time, the CB radio was also a thing like that people just owned around this area. Yeah. It was just fun to have. Mm-hmm. It's rural. So they're they're calling each other, but then they're also radioing each other all over town, just being like, hey, has anybody seen the bus, Ed's bus, with all the fucking kids? <laughs> you know, the one with the you fucking know, kids in you it? You know, most of our kids. <laughs> <laughs> and they start driving around the bus's normal route. Like, trying to figure out, did it, like, break down somewhere? Can we help them? Ed's nephew, Ronnie Ray, gets a group together and they start searching through the fields and orchards in like a topless Jeep and a searchlight, like looking just, I don't know, did they end up somewhere? Maybe a fucking crash. Right. You never know. Something has to have happened. The police get involved very quickly. They're patrolling the streets. By evening, they have a plane out. And around 8.30 p.m., a police sergeant finds the bus tucked in the thicket near the river. And it is empty. And it holds zero clues of what happened to Ed and those kids. I mean, they left nothing behind. There's nothing to look for. The police in Chowchilla have one phone line, by the way. When was this, did you say? This is 1976. Okay. So, and again, like, this is a small town. So it was small. more like somebody people. could fucking tweet. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, exactly. You could get on Fortnite and be like, hey, yeah. yo, what up? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. One phone line for the police. Mm-hmm. It becomes constantly jammed. Yeah. Very fast. As yeah. They call in the smallest, most inane tips imaginable. Like, I found a fucking candy bar wrapper. I found a child's shoe. Like, great. This might help, but yeah. also it's clogging. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, Sheriff Ed Bates calls the FBI. And they send 50 men out. That's a lot. Wow. But they send him fast. It's like, I mean, it's it's a 26 kids. kids. It's a bus full of kids and it has vanished off the face of the earth. So, yeah. They set up. Aliens or something else. (laughs) Like at that point. They set up somewhere between 30 and 40 phone lines and those stay jammed too. Like they're instantly not enough phone lines. God. So, sheriffs from. Surrounding counties are sending men, firefighters, search and rescue units. They come barreling into the town. A very small place, suddenly very full of people, professional people. And of course, the press also shows up. Yes, as they are of course. to do. That is what they do. Yeah. Sheriff there Bates. There is a time where they should maybe stay out of the way. Yeah. They will not. Yes. No. Not for this. Not this sensational ass shit. Are you kidding? 26 missing kids and one missing adult? Yeah, exactly. Ed's family 
gathers at his home and watches the news. And they they received nothing good out of it. No, um, that um, is how much do you want to bet people were being like, oh, crazy absolutely. pedophile fucking kidnaps a bunch of kids. Yep. Yep. So this is where they learn that the bus was found. They begin to feel fear the worst, and this is also where they learn that some people think that Ed had something to do with no. it. Yep, which from their point of view is so fucking offensive yep. because of the type of man Ed is that they're like. I'll kill somebody. <laughs> like, whatever happens, we know it wasn't Ed. No one in his family has any sort of thought, even for a second, that Ed had anything to do with this. Yeah. Damn, good for that fam. I know, right? Good for Ed as just, like, being that type of oh, guy. Oh, yeah, good for Ed for just being a cool dude. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. only outsiders who think that shit about him. Because it does yeah. seem like Occam's razor. Right. Yeah. Simplest solution. Oh, honestly, that's where my mind would go. Mm-hmm. But anybody who knows Ed is like, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, immediately. So, back with Ed and the kids. The kidnappers ask every kid's full name, and they write it down on the back of an old jack-in-the-box bag. If that's an indication of what these guys are like, we'll get to them. (laughs) So, then they tell the kids to also remove their clothes, mostly. Um, Mostly their pants and their boots, but their clothes in general, and they... Usher them down into the hole. Oh, it's a hole. It's not even a fucking place. No. So, I mean, it's kind of a place. So this isn't just a hole. It is a hole that goes 12 feet down into the dirt. You have to climb down kind of like using a ladder. And then when you reach the bottom of that, you find yourself in a large trailer of a semi-truck that they have buried 12 feet into the dirt. What? It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's, like, pretty big, and it's buried. (laughs) So they had enough... They had enough foresight to bury a fucking truck, but not enough foresight to bring a notebook to get the kids to write their fucking names down. And that is 100% what they're like. What the... What? That is not adding... Like, I believe you. I believe you. I know this is what's happening, but that is not adding. Really setting up what what shows these guys are. So excited to talk about them. Imagine being like, hey, we went through all of this fucking shit to prepare. Seriously. What's your name? Ted... Ted, did you fucking... Do, oh, God, do you no, have anything, shit. Okay. Do you have anything to write that down? Uh, One second. One second. I, I got, got a, a jack-in-the-box bag. bag. You got <laughs> a bag. You got a bag. Perfect. Do you have a pencil? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> fucking Christ. That's 100% what this was like. I'm so sure. I mean, they're wearing what? pantyhose on their faces. Not masks. And they didn't cut the legs off. Well, they didn't tie the legs. No, right. Because you could at least, like, wrap the legs... <laughs> so that it doesn't look quite so stupid. Maybe they tied it. So much foresight, foresight, and like none. And then none at the you same know, time. Yeah. I'm just saying, if I was gonna wear pantyhose on my head, like I feel like at some point in everyone's life, you've put the pantyhose on. Hundred percent, hundred. I truly have not. Yeah, I you know. Hundred percent have. I mean, I wish I had. Well, I, you still have time. I mean, that sounds actually mortifying because the way a face looks <laughs> when you have it's pantyhose very over it, great. it's flattened and weird. Yeah, <laughs> the new David Lynch film. So if anyway, only. so children are being put in a hole. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing so, at the absurdity. I know. So the the kids 
they get down in there into this like it's a semi truck that's all it's just the trailer of a semi truck and they know that but also like because it's buried so deep down the weight of the dirt is pushing in on no. the, on the sides of the trailer and on the ceiling which has been sort of loosely reinforced with wooden boards but like you can see the pressure of the dirt bowing no, these no, thing this no, thing no, in no yeah it's not great um strewn along the bottom are some mattresses there are also a couple of loaves of Wonder Bread, a <laughs> jar of peanut butter, some potato chips, cereal, a few water jugs. That's it. Wow. They and yet a Jack in the Box. Yes. I'm still not. Over Those that. guys get Jack in the Box. The kids get Wonder Bread. There are holes carved out of the wheel wells for toilets. Oh. We don't. And there are two air hoses that run from the ceiling up to the surface for air. That's it. I um. Yeah, once the children are inside, nothing is said by the kidnappers. At no point do they explain themselves. They just slide a steel plate over the entrance to the trailer, and then all of the kids and Ed are plunged into total darkness. Just, nope, not even a flashlight, huh? Nope. No. Many of the children scream. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They scream, begging to be let out, and no one hears them. Oh, my God. At first, everyone is unsure what to do. It's immediately too hot in the space, which uh-huh. I think is that is part of the reason they were like, take your clothes off. It's very hot down there and we don't need you succumbing to some shit while we are holding you hostage. <laughs> I, um, I mean, uh, on the plus side, that's not where my mind went. I mean, yeah, no, it could be a lot worse. Um, also not cool. <laughs> fairly innocent um, comparatively. But yeah, this it still sucks. Everyone immediately sweats through the little clothing that they have left. Yeah. They are they are there for several hours. Ed tries to console some of the kids for a while. The older kids are looking after the younger ones again. They go through their food and water quickly because they've been 11 hours yeah. without it already. Yeah. So they're all hungry and thirsty. They realize, like, what they have it's is... Hot. It's so hot and it's not going to last. These water jugs, this fucking bread and peanut butter is not going to last them very long and panic is slowly starting to set in. And it's dark and it's fucking crazy. It's scary. I mean, children are never not crying. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't blame them. It's crazy. So it's about 10 hours in. They've been in just in this space for 10 hours after no, being thank in the you. trucks for 11 hours. No, thank you. Yeah. That's a full, that's almost a full day of just darkness. And, mm-hmm. Ooh. It's awful, right? And not you knowing said, what's going to happen. You said the youngest was five? Five. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Youngest is five. The oldest is 14. And then there's Ed. Who's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. So they, they realize also that the roof of the trailer, although I, like I said, reinforced with wood beams, is just not, going to last it's just not like they can hear it creaking and it's just the bowing is is worsening and they truly feel like at any moment it will collapse on them so finally ed and the oldest kids decide they have to try to get out of here they can't just stay and wait to see what happens they start stacking mattresses and whatever they can find some pallets and stuff like that to try to reach the ceiling of the trailer back where they were sort of brought in where the metal plate lies over the hole to the surface. And it takes a a ton of time and energy to just to reach the top. 
But eventually, Ed makes it along with 14-year-old Mike Marshall. He's the oldest kid there. Mike Marshall. Killing it. And 10-year-old Robert Gonzalez. I assume maybe the second oldest boy, at Mm. least. Mm -hmm. This is nerve-wracking. I know. It is Mike who really, like, 14-year-old Mike Marshall who said, like, I am not going to die in here without trying to escape. And that is the thing that Ed hears and goes, like, you're fucking right. We're we're going to do, let's figure this out. Let's, yeah. Yeah. That's what Ed needed to hear. So they try, they re, they're all the way up at the top now, stacked on these mattresses, and they try to move the metal plate, and they quickly realize it is being weighted down with something. Fuck. And it turns out, they don't know this, but it turns out the kidnappers have placed not one, but two tractor batteries weighing over 100 pounds each on top of the plate. Oh, my God. And then there's just, like, dirt and shit. Like, so... It, this plate is multiple hundreds of pounds. What the fuck? So, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's a really, really bad situation. It's so fucking bad. Ed and Mike keep trying. Robert is there, but he's 10, you know? Like, there's only it's so much not, these little yeah. bodies can do. 10, it's been over 24 hours. They mm-hmm. haven't but, had anything to eat. You know. For, seriously. The adult in the situation, working on a farm, mm-hmm. you lift yeah. some insane shit. They say that, like, Ed is used to flinging 160-pound barrels of hay. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not a weak man. No. He's incredibly strong. Yeah. Farmer. Yeah. I mean, he's also farmers not... Farmers rule, by the way. Just some as of an them. aside. Some of them, yes. Some farmers cool do rule. farmers rule. They, work, they do some work them, very hard. Yeah. Either way, they do work very hard, and they can lift a lot of shit, and yeah. they get up very early in the morning to do their shit. It was very fortunate that Ed happened to be the person, and not just yes. like, I've been a school bus driver my whole life. <laughs> I weigh 140 pounds. My name is Ted. <laughs> I'm not Ed, as good not at this. not Ted, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> that was your first mistake. <laughs> so Ed and Mike keep trying they're pushing with their arms they they lay on their backs and they push with their legs they yep. lay they get Smart. on all fours and they push with their backs that was like, my thing of like if they can push with their legs mm-hmm. they can get a lot more done they do try they do they're covered in sweat they have yeah. to keep stopping just to get down from the mattresses and like drink water and then pour it over themselves because they are so fucking hot mm-hmm. and then they get back up and they try it again and it's been 15 hours in the trailer Jesus Christ Meanwhile, at about the same time, 26 hours total after the kids have gone missing, about it's about 7 p.m. the next day. So they went missing on, the I think I said the 15th of July. So it's the and now it's the 16th of July, 7 p.m. The police in Chowchilla get an anonymous tip from a woman who calls and simply says, Livermore can be famous. And that sounds like nothing. except that 100 miles from Chowchilla sits the town of Livermore and that is where Ed and the kids have been taken that's where the truck is buried a quarry in Livermore so whoever this woman is she knows something oh my god you never find out what it is (laughs) fucking really who is this I don't know who this fucking woman is but she does sort of tip them off right amount of cryptic yeah right I guess (laughs) What? This woman Without just lives. Yourself, I she guess? lives in Noir, I guess. Yeah. Um, a little. <laughs> a little later in the night, Mayor Jim Dumas's wife gets a call from another woman. They don't say it's the same woman. 
The children will be found, but there will be others. It's not over. No. Bro. So Bro. was this just like Livermore versus this other <laughs> small unincorporated town? It's like so we're much, gonna this is like fucking throw like... down. Yeah, I really wish We've it was taking your children. <laughs> your your move. See you at the next football. Incorporate game. with us, ya bitch. You guys won the best town in California last year, and we're here to uh, fuck you uh. up. <laughs> Not only are we gonna fuck you up for our Christmas rotary lights, but just you fucking wait until you hear about these kids in a bus. Just fucking wait. Get ready. Your asses aren't even fucking prepared. <laughs> I wish it was that stupid. It's stupider. No. So, this, okay, I think this is a dumb message. It's not over. There will be others. Like, whatever. Fuck off. That might be because I have the, the privilege of hindsight of having understood the people who made this crime happen. And I know that they are three of the dumbest motherfuckers we have ever Jack in the box roll callings. They are so fucking stupid. Do you remember the two dudes who died because they didn't eat the beans? Yeah. Well, it's okay. Well, one of them one died. One dude died, but like was killed by his friend. One yeah. killed the yeah, other one because they oh, didn't eat beans. Because they yeah. went crazy Don't and they wouldn't eat beans. Your fucking can of beans. These guys are stupider. No. I contend, and maybe you can agree or disagree at the end, but I contend these men are dumber. So, can't believe you brought the stupidest men to episode one. <laughs> I had to. See, the quarry in the town of Livermore is owned by a man named Frederick Newhall Woods III. And the oh. thing I the things I know about him is one, he has more money than fucking God, and two, he has a dumb fuck for a son. Oh, so Frederick Newhall Woods the fourth <laughs> is like twenty four. I don't really care. <laughs> I think he's twenty four years fuck old. Him. He and everyone he knows has been obscenely rich for his entire life. Oh, God. He likes cars. Oh, no. <laughs> he has 50 of them. In the That's, 70s? Yeah. Some of them are How fixed. How much money? I guess he flips no, cars. More money than God. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Some of them are, are fixer-uppers, but most of them are classics. That's too many cars. It's a That's lot of cars. too many cars for one person. He watched Dirty Harry once, probably. And he wants to be a movie producer. If this was in the 80s, he would fucking love American Psycho. For anybody who's ever seen Dirty Harry, by the way, this is literally, this plot is pulled from that movie. This plot is basically what happens in that movie. So (laughs) he has two dumb fuck friends named James and Rick Shenfield. Shonefield. I don't care. Don't care. Whatever. The sons of a wealthy podiatrist. So he's got a a foot thing. (laughs) Oh, God. It's a rich dude and his foot fetish. (laughs) So the article that I read that I will plug at the end because it fucking rules. It's my favorite article I've ever read. (laughs) Describes Frederick like this. He looks kind of like Lee Marvin if Lee Marvin was melting and lived with his parents. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, if I had a nipple. Such a good article. (laughs) I I will plug it. So these guys want to commit the perfect crime, and to them, the perfect crime is to commit, uh, kidnap a bunch of kids and then ask for millions of dollars and in then, ransom. And then use the framework from a very popular movie. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. basically. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the government will have to pay this, they believe. this. They're going to ask for $5 million. And they believe the government Hold has on. to pay because the kids were taken while on their way from public school. Let's say meaning- 1975. Yeah. What does that mean in today's money? You already have money. 
Yeah. You're, you have a fourth on the end of your name. I sure did say that like, this was stupid. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm not. I, I don't have umbrage with you. I have umbrage with fucking the Jack in the Box dipshits. Right. Which it I would not be. Go. They'd basically be asking for twenty six million. Twenty six million bucks. That's right now a million per kid. Yeah. Back then, not that much, but still. That's a stupid amount of money. <laughs> but that is that is the dumbest thing about this is that really the only thing they did this for was the money. They just wanted money, and yeah. it's a thing they already had. They had fifty cars. You're good, bro. Apparently, their daddies didn't want to give them any more money because they had too much money like wrapped up in business ventures that weren't panning out. So they need some liquid cash. So they stole some kids. That's what they thought would be good. I hate entitled people. They had literally taken months to plan out every detail of this crime. Not Again, very well. Nope, not Waka at all. Waka. Seriously, okay, I haven't even told you the best part. They took months to plan this, and after they did the kidnapping, they forgot? Well, they weren't able to drop off the ransom note. No! So... <laughs> As I finish the story for you, I just want you to keep in the back of your mind that okay. the police are pretty sure that they know that the kids were taken for money, but they don't know because they never received a note. <laughs> they can't say for fucking sure why this is happening because the men never did the note part. This would be a whole, <laughs> this would be a whole lot funnier if 26 <laughs> lives weren't on the line and Emily has just walked away she just left she just fucking left the she's just gone she just that's campari you don't want that no no she wants that she wants that do you want to do one for me too (laughs) taylor your story get a fucking third shot there there we go fuck you god damn it what are we if not jack in the box (laughs) i will say here's what happened is that remember how i said that the I'm trying to make it not awful. Remember how I said that the phone lines were uh, jammed? They tried to call in their ransom request and they just couldn't get through. Holy fucking shit. (laughs) You bean? I don't know if I made it better. Listen, you can't make it worse. There's cranberry in this? Is that what made it? There's cranberry and a little bit of cherry. Oh, thank you. To fucking try and... I am not over Jack. We just did an on on like the record harp noise is what that was. <laughs> that was just a harp noise have... created by Emily's inability to sit here for one more second and hear Emily's about Emily's inability men. to can. <laughs> Let's do this. I gotta finish this fast before I get too drunk. Oh, that still sucks. That still fucking sucks. It's a little better. It's a little better. It's a little better. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little better. You all right? I have to stop drinking. That's <laughs> fair. We're going back to the kids and Ed now. Yes. Another hour goes by again. They'd had 15 in. Fucking And Christ. they've been, been dealing with this fucking metal plate. Yeah. Another hour goes by and Ed and Mike and Robert are heaving up at this plate. And finally, finally it moves. They moved it? Good. It shifts a bit to the side. They can see a crack of light shining down <gasps> through the hole. Hope. They keep pushing, feeling stronger now because they know like they're yeah, making yeah, yeah. visible process Hope is a progress. Man. I mean, yes. Odds are, with how things have been going, they didn't stack it efficiently. Probably so not. If you kick it. <laughs> Probably not. And if you bump it enough, <laughs> eventually enough shit will knock off. The fact that ex- ex- assuming Ed is the, I mean, that they're all children. Mm-hmm. 
Ed is the only full-bodied male. Yes. yes. If you can just get it open a crack, at the mm-hmm. very least, that Ventilation. five-year-old can be free. Right. Like, you know? there's there's a lot. Like, you don't if you can just it move it a little bit, you at least a moved, kid can... You can get cooler air in. Yeah. That's true, too. Just... Yeah. There was a girl who, who said that she felt that the air was being sucked out of that place that they they the the tubes that they had no not at all for 27 people Mm -mm. with like running out of carbon dioxide production for sure there's no way those two tubes were doing enough filtration to keep it from hitting suffocation levels this could have been their own lives oh yeah and not just from like not just from the fucking chuckle fucks shooting them they would have died this could have been a horrible tragedy. These yes. men just wanted, they were 24 fucking years old and they wanted money and they could have killed 27 people. 100%. Through negligence. God so, damn it. So they, they <sighs> force this plate to the side. They keep pushing until there is enough room for Mike, the 14 year old, to crawl yeah, yeah, out of the hole and back into the fresh air. It is 8 p.m. and it's really dark and quiet. Not as dark as that fucking... <laughs> right. Like, He's probably like, I can see fucking everything. Whoa. <laughs> My eyes have adjusted and I mean, so like, well. You know, that's the incredible thing about human bodies is what you can adjust to. That's so I'm true. sure like going out into light or darkness <laughs> like, might have been a little blinding damn. for him. Yeah, yeah, for a sec. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. Ed and Mike and Robert help lift the kids up through the hole. Now that they've created one large enough, one by one, Ed is just hawking kids <laughs> out of this place. Go, Ed. Until they are all free. And Ed. So, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I know okay. you're probably at the end of it. There okay. was no like lookout or anything. The thing is, I was literally like, you got the Ed had been worried at the time, even as they were trying to break out, that the kidnappers were just going to be right there with fucking guns. Yeah, Absolutely. But of course they're not. No, they're too stupid. No, they left and they went home and they went to bed. Yeah. Oh. There's nobody there. Except the, the quarry isn't really deserted. People are actually still working. So <laughs> <laughs> it's 8 p.m. There are people there. My I mean, daddy owns the quarry. usually work at least two shifts, if not three. Yeah. There so are like at welders least be there. someone there until 11 o'clock or something. For and sure. maintenance crew overnight. Or... Yeah. yeah, and like maintenance overnight to fix all the machinery while it's not in operation. Exactly. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think that's kind of what it was. It was like a, a skeleton crew of like maintenance people and things Can like that. Can you fucking imagine being a mechanic and then looking over and seeing like a 14-year-old pop out of a dirt and being like, uh, all right. So literally, cat. Literally. So, <laughs> so Ed right. leads Don't the kids. Don't have to imagine. Yeah, so Ed leads the kids toward a grain silo. There's nobody where, like, immediately where they pop up, but they walk over to this grain silo and they encounter a man who thinks they are all trespassers. And he goes to be like, oh, security. And Ed is like, we are the people from Chowchilla, which to me means Ed, like, he correctly assesses the situation and realizes that everyone will be looking for them. Yes. So this man hears that and knows exactly what he's talking about and ed knew that was going to be the case so as soon as he's like chow chilla holy shit i'm gonna get you some pants <laughs> uh, sir i'm gonna get you some pants i'm gonna get you some pants i'm gonna get you some water i'm gonna get you some food exactly you guys want to chill in the break room i guess i don't know we got coffee we, we have air conditioning probably <laughs> so fluorescent lighting jerky because we're all dudes <laughs> So, rescue 
happens. The children are brought to the only location that can hold them for questioning in the area. Um, they need questioning and medical care. Yeah. Um, so they're brought to the Santa Rosa Correct- Correctional Institution. And not they're, at all scary for a five-year-old. No, not at all. They're put in these funny white jumpsuits, too. They're all wearing white for the entire... Like, oh, every picture oh you God, see of them is so weird. Um, in Chowchilla itself, the news spreads very quickly that the children have been found totally unharmed, if not, you know, kind of hungry and scared. A huge crowd gathers at the police station around midnight to await their arrival. It isn't until 4 a.m. that they arrive back home. So this is... Like, 36 hours after they oh, were taken. That's too much. Yeah. and I mean, it's good, but it's too much. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, it could have been worse. Could have been better. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so they arrive back home. They're reunited with their families. And that very same mo- morning, Ed Ray sits down with the reporters. His wife, Odessa. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, a-, a name I thought no one had until today. <laughs> First of all, again... Bears repeating, Odessa, dope name. Great name. Taylor. His wife, Odessa. We really do have to stop doing this. I know, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts. I also have one last thing that I was like, oh, that's a parallel. You'll figure it out. Um, So his wife, Odessa, is still pissed about the fact that he was accused of being part of this. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, "Um, here's the thing. My husband will tell his story. You will ask zero questions and he will walk away. We love Odessa. Yes. Get it. We stand Odessa in this house. We stand Odessa. Absolutely. (laughs) You own that press room. Yes. So he tells them all about what we've just gone through in an accent I frankly found impossible to understand. I literally could not understand him. I love him so much. I don't know what he was saying. I have seen the video. He just looks really tired. Yeah. I know. When he is finished, though, everyone applauds. Like the entire, like all the press people put down their fucking cameras and they just clap for him. Good. Hell yeah. As you can imagine, the police investigation into who the fuck did this <laughs> starts, wasn't hard. Yeah, starts right away. It's not that hard. <laughs> they searched the quarry, yeah. obviously uh-huh. owned by the dad of the guy who did it. So then they search the Woods estate. That's the guy who did it, and they find a shitload of evidence, including I am not shitting you. I am not shitting you. The An draft notebook. The draft of a ransom note. And a notebook page that just says plan. <laughs> and on the notebook, guess what's on it? It's the plan to kidnap oh, the kids. My <laughs> the God. whole thing in bullet points laid out. Yeah. Emily, do not get up yeah. and do not get me a no, shot. I can't handle this. Going. Keep going. <laughs> I just can't. I need a fucking adult. I need, I, these men need an adult. <laughs> fucking fuck you, Jack and the Bob's phone call. I'm not over, I, I can't will never it. be over that. I can't I handle it. I will never be over that. <laughs> they these find the vans. fucking Disney villains. <laughs> they are, they're so bad, they're not even scary, they're no. so bad. It's when... like, what if you were kidnapped by the dudes from Home Alone? <laughs> That's exactly it. That's and you just, no, you just couldn't Home Alone Don't... them fast enough. Yeah. That's you all. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Look, anyway. find, they fucking fi- people. Eventually they find the vans. They find the vans that they transported the kids in. And warrants for the arrest of Frederick Woods and the Shenfield brothers are issued. Get fucked. Rick, Get fucked. Rick uh, Shenfield is the older Shenfield brother, and he makes it easy by just turning himself in. He's like, this is a bad idea. Hey, I, I, I didn't up. like this at all. I, hate, I hated this the whole time. 
The other two go on the lam. Eventually, Fred <laughs> Woods abandons James Sheffield to flee Shocker. to Canada. No, don't fucking. We ja- got our own shit. We don't want you. Honestly, a little bit poor James, but mostly not poor James. James makes several attempts to cross the border, but eventually just goes like, I can't do this. <laughs> And he goes to turn around and turn himself into a police station. But hey. before he gets there, he is pulled over. <laughs> it's not that hard. You go through the fucking forest. No, no. He got turned away at the border three separate times for having guns in his car. He would turn around, put the gun somewhere, turn back around, go to the border, and they would find more guns in his car Don't that he forgot to take out. He could not. He just kept forgetting where all the guns were in the I'm car. I'm fucking have an aneurysm. <laughs> anyway, <dear. laughs> anyway, so only Fred Woods, the real douchebag, makes it into Canada. He's in Vancouver for a while. Um, but then eventually he's captured while trying to get the mail. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Trying to get the mail. A trial ensues at which Ed. <laughs> a trial ensues. At which Ed and every child testified Good. about the terror. Like, every Whoa. single one of them, the five-year-old Whoa. included, testified about the bad shit that happened to them. How scared they were. How awful it was. All three men are sentenced to life with the possibility of parole. Fuck no you. one died. Fuck well, you. yeah, no one died. American yeah. justice system, no right. one died, so you get maybe parole. As of now, the two Sheffield brothers have successfully been paroled. Fair. Although fairly recently, so they were in jail for a long time. Fred Woods failed his last parole he- hearing in 2019. He is eligible again three years from now. Get fucked. 2019, he's been up for parole a lot, and he has failed a lot. He's real Get stupid. Fucked. And he's probably very entitled still. Probably. Yeah. The last thing he did was try to um, convince a friend of his to make a movie about the story while, the, while it was still happening. So that's well, I'm why sorry, he. While that's, it was going on, yeah, that's yeah. why like, he hey, failed you his. Make a movie yeah. about this. Yeah, that's why Classic he failed his narcissist. Because he sounds I like a psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> fucking listen. I don't. You know, it's the serial killer dream. Yep. To become famous. This is my mm. outro. I promise it won't be very long. I just wanted to give a little bit of like updates on it, people. I want to fucking die. <laughs> to switch back to the victims, because fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck those guys. Let's hear about those cool people. How's Ed doing? While they were waiting for their kids to be returned, a reporter asked a parent, what is the worst thing of this whole ordeal? And the woman seems like so taken aback. Like, what's the worst thing? Like, what the fuck kind of Bitch. question is that? <laughs> the fact that the children were frightened, she mm. says. That's the worst thing to me. What has it done to them? Mm-hmm. What happened, I don't mean physically, what terror that they might have gone through. I'm hoping, and I still do, that they have been sedated because the terror might not be so much for them. Unfortunately, we know the kids were not sedated. Um, there There are victims who I sort of looked up some things about, like, what's going on with them today. There isn't a ton of info, but some of the victims, you know, they've had their own children they're doing okay, but they don't tell their children what happened, and they never will. That is that Good, is that's their, their solemn. Yep. yep, that's their solemn plea. They will never, ever, ever tell their children what happened. Uh, their kids can never get on a bus. Exactly. They Mm-mm. they don't let their children ride a bus. A lot of them don't. They Fair. just they don't let their kids ride the bus, and it's not Ed's fault. They nope. just don't want nope. him to get into that situation. 100%. There, are, yes, there are people who cannot hear this song if you're happy and you know it. Fair. Yeah. Um. There are people who have had years of therapy and they still have nightmares every July at the time that this happened. Ooh, yeah. Um, there was a 48 hours update 
of some of the kids. Jennifer Brown Hyde, who is nine, who said, like, I was, I felt like I was going to the slaughterhouse. She said she couldn't sleep without a nightlight for decades. Mm-hmm. Mike Marshall, who is the 14-year-old who helped Ed. He was deemed a hero at the time. Um, he has a therapy dog that helps him get through good, things. Good, Yeah. Um, everyone good. just seems to be doing what they can, getting through it as they can. As for Ed Ray, he was deemed a... Not just a local hero, a national fucking hero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He and the kids got their own day with a parade in Chowchilla after they were found. Ed, at the time, like, he was given a mic and he said, like, you know, I don't don't really feel like a hero, but this did help me realize how many friends I have in this Mm. community. Well, so many people were like, fuck you, he's not a pedophile. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Like, so many people, like, Ed has nothing to do with this. We never suspect him. Go fuck yourselves, the press. Um, many more decades of being a very good and honest man who is loved by his hometown, Ed Ray, did pass away on May 17th, 2012. Oh. At the Whoa. age of 91. Oh. Yeah. The same, the same year as Rodney King. I just thought that was also another interesting tidbit. Um, but he was 91 years old. Yeah. So he lived a good, long life. When a reporter asked him if he would have done anything differently that day in 1976, he said, if it happened again, I'd do the same things again, except I wouldn't stop for a van in the road. <laughs> that's Here, here's to you, Ed, honestly. That story is batshit. Um, yeah, and Mike, and, yeah. and I, think, I think his name, oh, goodness, I was going to say it's like Richard or something, the other I mean, 10-year-old boy. Any, any- all of the kids. For just All of, I mean, honestly, just making that. it through. Oh, Robert. Robert was the Robert. boy's name. Um, yeah. I do want to plug this one article because it's great. It's a really fun article to read. It has even more information than I put in this because mine was like getting on the longer side. But this is so interesting and it's also written in a hilarious way. It is called The Ballad of the Chowchilla Bus Kidnapping and it is on Vox.com. It fucking rules. <laughs> it's so funny. Vox it hates the men who did this I so did. hard. It's the funniest shit. So please read that if you are looking for more information. Um, Just yeah. a reminder to go read From Brute to Thug, the demonization and criminalization of unarmed black male victims in America. Yes, thank and you. And send it to your racist family members yeah. to read. Yes. Babies yes, be flying. Please. And babies and also babies be do flying. be flying. Um, oh my God, you guys honestly, are Honestly, <laughs> honestly, we, you know, we've honestly, we've gone long. We knew we were going to go long. It's fine. We went very long. Right. But you know what? You want to say it again? Emily, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, hold on. The fact that Emily had to get up and leave and go. <laughs> and then make a shot solid. and come back. <laughs> make a shot and come back in record time. If you edit that, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she kept going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. You're just gonna have. I know you can hear comments me. off the yeah. side. Yeah, we'll be able to hear you. Yeah, I'm loud. <laughs> Thank you guys for letting me be a part of your 100 episode. Thank you, Cat, for being on it. I want to exit this with your expectations of the next hundred episodes (laughs) yeah oh god going around the table okay um do i have to start yeah fuck um i have started keeping a notes app on my phone of (laughs) stories i haven't done yet so there's more eventually i always expect to run out but there's always more never will yes people are shitty and people survive that shittiness um so we have plenty more stories to tell um i think i 
I, I don't see that much changing except that stuff that changes in real time and then becomes tradition as, as is the way we have done this show the whole time. Everything we've done for this show, the harp noise, the ending, the beginning, like it all just comes out of us deciding to do it one time. And I just kind of hope we come up with more stuff like that. And I hope to have more of our, uh, our friends on. That is the goal for the next year. I know. What are, what are, what are your, uh, expectations, perhaps desires for the next hundred episodes? Kat? See you for episode 420, motherfuckers. All Kat wants us to do is make it to 420. Okay, so I just want to point out, it took us five years to get to episode 100. <laughs> In all seriousness, um, <laughs> if, I, if I can get slightly sentimental about you two, uh. Uh, I feel like when this podcast started, like as purely an outsider, pure, purely somebody who was just like, oh, you guys are doing a podcast? Fuck yeah, sweet. And then seeing it evolve mm-hmm. has been absolutely incredible and has grown beyond i'm sure your expectations but if you were to tell me that and this has nothing to do with you guys and everything to do with the fact that this is just how our friends do um, (laughs) if if you were to sit down and tell me hey um you guys are going to do a, a podcast, and not only is it going to last a couple years, but you guys are going to reach, like, 100 episodes. I would have been, like, like in the very, very beginning, I would have been like, yeah, okay, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have yeah, been yeah, like, yeah, great, sure. awesome, cool. And not believing cool, yeah, a single luck. word. Yeah, no, awesome, great. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think about, like, the, the 50th episode, not even, like, earlier than that, I was like, oh, shit, you guys have something incredibly special. <laughs> And incredibly rad, and I think the OO feeling is not only um, a reflection of like, hey, we need to talk about a bunch of injustices in a humorous way, otherwise we will all break down and cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's not to detriment the, that's not to detract from the seriousness of what's going on, but mm-hmm. more like, hey, we're only gonna cope by riffing. <laughs> sometimes that's the way to deal. Um, yeah, yeah, and sometimes that's how you deal. Uh, you guys have brought more crazy shit. In, as somebody who's just been listening religiously, you guys have brought more crazy shit to my fucking ear holes <laughs> than I would ever imagine. You guys have brought some incredibly important shit, and I am incredibly proud of you guys. As much as I joke about, like, <laughs> 420 episode next. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on here. Thank I you, Kat. I appreciate it, and I hope you guys are proud of what you guys are doing because I genuinely believe it's something special, and I think your listeners also believe it's something special. Thanks, so, Bean. Don't That's give me that nice. look. Don't, Emily, don't give me that look. We don't do emotions well on this podcast, but <laughs> I that don't. was sweet. Thanks. That's sweet. That is nice. Emily? Yes. I don't know. I needed to. That I was good. No, we something. needed to release the. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to say something nice. Need to release genuine. the tension. I'm uh, genuine about tits. Emily, how do you feel about <laughs> Yeah, what's your, what are your expectations? I'm looking forward to it. I think we have a great plan. I also mm-hmm. have a folder and a Word doc with <laughs> stories. Hell yeah. Uh, and I think I've basically recompiled after my laptop decided to shit itself. Ripped. Um, so I think I have like all of my 2022 stories already figured out. Dang. Um, I have also planned, I have started a spreadsheet of starting to track what we've done. 
That's a good idea. Oh, As <laughs> we start to, idea. Uh, we had that idea in the beginning, and then we, did. we didn't keep up with it because it, I think honestly it felt kind of silly at first. Yeah. But now it is absolutely now it is necessary. necessary. <laughs> well, when you guys were first talking about it, we're like, yeah, you get you guys were like, yeah, we'll do like a year or so about this. And now it's like, oh shit, five years later. You're yeah. Like, Fuck. Well, and it's like I don't know we what started the spreadsheet of like, hey, this is a great place of dump ideas, and we were telling each other what we were going to be doing, right. and then it was, hey, what if we just surprise each other, mm-hmm. and it just evolved. From from there and I still like the surprise. I love I really the surprise do. and I love the overlaps yeah. that fun. seem to happen. It's fun mm-hmm. to listen to. And I really think yeah. like my expectation for like the next hundred ups is to really like bring more of our friends into it because mm-hmm. it's so wild talking to people and being like, oh yeah, I did X, Y, and Z. Or Suzanne my- is a perfect example. I really want to do more apps like that. I think we had a ton of people say yeah. that that was a cool app. So. Yeah. Susan was a great example. Susan rocks. And yeah. we have friends who are like, hey, I have a story and we want to involve them. Yes. And part of that is going to be branching out a little bit and really like leaning into, I think, looking at stories that were this person should have survived. Mm-hmm. Sure. I like that too. So I think I think it's gonna be good. It's Hell yeah. weird that we've stuck with this for so long. Yes. Um I think before we leave you tonight, I did just wanna say, Emily, um, I'm not sure that I've ever done anything uh the for this long before. And I think that that <laughs> is probably important. The <laughs> only thing I've done longer than this is some very nerdy ass shit. So this fits right. in that category, but like the amount of prep work and commitment mm-hmm. is far greater than anything else I've ever done. So what Same. you're saying yeah. is the uh oh feeling does trump ADHD. <laughs> yes. I think it has think somehow it managed. I think, <laughs> and I, I think truly because it it hits a special part of the brain. Yeah. Of like a weird fixation on true crime, but then also telling somebody else's mm-hmm. story. Yeah. And covering things that other people aren't doing. Mm-hmm. And I truly think if we weren't having fun doing it, we would have stopped doing it oh, because God. there's a million other things to do. Oh, that yeah, would have no. I know you guys well enough yeah. to 100% corroborate that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think part of it is that we have fun doing this together and also that we can hold each other accountable in a way that, like, I'm, I'm maybe we can't. We, we wouldn't have. Yeah. We wouldn't have done that necessarily with anybody else that we know so it was kind of nice that we just happened to have (laughs) this pair that like was like dynamic you're gonna fucking keep fucking do this do it look at me (laughs) it's uh it's been a perfect storm of of really fun shit for about five goddamn years almost yeah and five um, whole years and my goal for the next year is to make us grow yeah hell yeah Let's do it. I'm going to try. You, the, the listener, goal. can help us with that by just Share. telling people about the podcast. Please. Almost every yes, podcast well. is word of mouth. Yes. Like, that's how word gets out is we don't advertise. We don't have the money to put, like, ads in other people's podcasts necessarily. Not that we would want to at this point. But also, we don't have sponsorships. Hey, Matt listen to the uh-oh feel. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Other than, like, our Wrong wonderful audience, patrons yes. who have helped us so much in getting our equipment and everything like that. Thank um, you so much. All we can and thank ask, you for sticking with us. Yeah, thank you so much. That's been amazing. It's been incredible that there are people who are willing yeah. to do that. Thank the listeners for being with us for 100 episodes. Oh God, if you are newer years. to the podcast, we still appreciate you, too. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much for being here. Whenever you joined, you're not late. <laughs> Maybe just outside of, um, because I don't want to... 
say that this is okay, but I don't, <laughs> outside of drinking and driving, yes. you should be like Rodney King. Yes. <laughs> because he fought for himself and his he own rights, and he that did. is vital shit. You should absolutely be like Ed Ray. Yes. And all of those kids who, and especially Mike, who decided yeah. that, you know, they'd rather, I'm not they'd rather try bitch. to live than yeah. sit there and die, for sure. I think this was a, an episode full of people who just decided to fight rather yeah. than lay down and take it. And no matter what you do, you should never, ever, 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 ever forget your can of water. Yes! <laughs> 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 That's all I wanted. <laughs> it took a hundred episodes to get there because I don't think I've ever said a can of water to you. <laughs> I am so happy right now. Oh my God. <laughs> happy episode 100. Happy episode 100. <laughs> <laughs>